This is Tank Riot, episode 165, The Sacred Baby Fest. I'm Victor, and with me tonight is Tor. Hey there! <laughs> Way to hit your mark. Oh no, my gosh, Sputnik's here as well! <laughs> oh, Norway oh, has oh, trolls! Oh. <laughs> and Sputnik. Hello! <laughs> it's wonderful to be here at the Undisclosed Location. <laughs> We're here to drink some eggnog and talk about stuff. Yes, yes, we have much stuff to discuss. If you're new to the podcast, this is usually a uh, crazy episode where we just talk about uh, the holiday. We're blowing it out our ass, Mm -hmm. and that's what you should Mm -hmm. be doing right about now. If you can't watch Mm -hmm. the Star Wars Christmas special, I think there's something better Star Wars coming our way very soon. Yeah, I think it's the Star Wars holiday special. Right, but what Because it's about Life Day. What do you get a Wookiee? But we covered this already. (laughs) (laughs) When he's already got a comb. I'm very pumped about about seeing the new Star Wars movie. It just looks really like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. trying to avoid the internet. You know, we're probably gonna right. we're, we're recording this on Wednesday night. We're probably gonna get it out on hopefully by Saturday, maybe Sunday, which means you'll hear it by the holiday. But by the time you hear this, most of us will have seen the movie. So if you're any kind yeah. of fan at all, well, I, I'm gonna we're seeing it yeah. on Saturday, and I'm super I, excited. Tour on Monday. Yeah, I, I'm going to see it on Monday. There was just conflicts on the weekend. and Oh, that should so, happen, uh, especially I, on the holidays. I, I, yeah, so I'm just going to white-knuckle it till Monday. I can't <sighs> believe there's a guy at work. He's going to wait till the 26th Ugh, to see not, it with family during the holidays. That's, that's crazy. Like, come on, no way, man. Unless you spend any no time at all on the internet, you're going to know the whole yeah, schmear. Yeah. Like, for me, what I'm looking for is, yeah, I want to see, see Han Solo. I want to see... Uh, Luke Skywalker. I want to see the new Sith Lord. I want to see the Falcon. I mean, maybe they made some improvements. Yeah. Maybe it's got like a DVD changer in it. (laughs) I want to see R2-D2 and C-3PO. Because when I was on the playground in fifth grade, that's what I was told. I was told there'd be nine movies, and the only characters that would be in all nine would be R2-D2 and C-3PO. Well, you know what's funny is I don't think... No shit. Yep. That's what the... That's fifth grade playground... Uh, source fact, facting so right there. The actor who plays C three PO, Anthony Daniels. Daniels. Yes. Uh, he's the only actual person who's in all the movies because I've heard that the R two D two actor wasn't even in uh, most of like Return of the Jedi and um, the dude that plays uh, Chewbacca is also R two D two. Peter Mayhew. Yes, is also going to be playing Chewbacca in this. Right, so. but is Chewbacca yeah. in all of the movies? Oh no. shit! Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's yeah, the thing. he didn't kind of yeah. appear until um, right. uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, so it's kind of funny that our yeah. narrator is C-3PO for all seven movies so far. Right, he's the only character who's they, in all of them. I think they keep wiping his memory, so he actually never oh, remembers yeah, anything. That's, that's brutal. <laughs> it was so it was so weird in the in like what was it um, Phantom Menace where you know he's just 
he's like a Grey's Anatomy version of himself. He doesn't have the big pimpy gold. Right. He, he just he's like all kind of veiny wires and shit. He looks like something that should be in like a like a mainframe or server room or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just plug him in. He's USB well, three, so you know, he's fast. Anakin at the time was, you know, essentially a, a servant boy and didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, he he can't, he can't pop for the gold plating to the evil uh, Watto on a Watto salary. Yeah, my, my favorite right. character of the first three is Watto. I yeah. love Watto. Do I seem racist enough? Do you, Annie? Yeah, he was he was a good one. Much better than Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> you know, well, well, you've seen the theory yeah. of Jar Jar being the evil Sith Lord for Episode Seven, haven't you? Because there's a whole the fan what? theory that Jar yeah. Jar Binks is the Sith Lord of Episode Seven, oh, which I love. God. You know, because he manipulated. Yeah, it's basically be... Jar Jar's fault that uh, you know the whole Senate voted for the Emperor. Oh, yeah, <laughs> weak-minded. Yeah, and it's okay. Like if, when you saw him in Phantom Menace, and then you saw Revenge of the Sith, you thought, "How did this bonehead get right. into into the Republic?" Oh yeah. <laughs> he also was doing this uh, this dumb Jackie Chan, you know, drunken ninja kind of stuff, oh. where where he's falling over but accidentally doing the right thing to stop all yeah, the droids yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. It was that cool. that was. I, I've talked to a lot of people recently, and that's one of the things that really pissed them off. Yeah. That, you know, such random slapstick. But, but guys, we can yeah. rejoice. George Lucas but, is not directing. George Lucas yes. is not writing. George yes. Lucas is a presence out there who may or may not be. I'm not even paying attention to his articles who may or may not no. like what they're doing because I don't give a shit anymore. I don't care either. <laughs> he, he really was on the news this morning. He, he's OK with it. Yeah. But, he's, he's you know, he said he would have, you know, yeah, there's things that he would have did differently. But I mm. think that goes to. Any director is going to make the movie differently. I well, mean, you you can pull out different names like right. uh, Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. It'd be a different movie. Well, they just got to let it go. They have to let it go and move on to other people who have the craft and can can move the plot and the stories forward. And I yeah. understand. I now, know Quentin it's a juggernaut Tar- right Quentin now. Quentin Tarantino. It'd be a different tell me, movie. Tell me you would <laughs> not. Yeah. Tell me you wouldn't watch a Quentin Tarantino Boba Fett film because I would oh, be one hundred percent on board yeah. if Quentin Tarantino directed something that happened all on Tatooine <laughs> and it's all just Bounty yeah. Hunter man. Yeah, uh-huh. I would be on it. The, the, that would be the, awesome. The, the, hateful, called the hateful eight. The hateful Star Wars eight. The Sith takes it up the ass. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Starring Kurt Russell. And that movie's in like so, 70 so, uh, millimeter, and I don't even know where I'm going to be able to see The Hateful Eight in Madison, because that's... I'm totally going to go see it. Yeah, that. there's an intermission. <laughs> I, apparently, I'm hearing really good things about it, but it's Tarantino, so I got to see it. But we Tarantino, just, Kurt Russell, that's all yeah, I got to know. Yeah. You know, totally. I'm there. Yeah, it's a great cast. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's been an outstanding year for movies, so... Well, I know this will be in 2016, actually, but yeah. still in all, you mm-hmm. know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it hasn't... Star Wars is like the biggest thing that I've been looking forward to yeah. in and quite a while. I yeah. feel great about it because I honestly don't have giant high hopes that it's going to be the best movie ever because yeah. I feel like the bar was so lowered by Phantom Menace that I'm just like, yeah. just just please make a good movie and I'll leave the theater yeah. happy. And... Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you <laughs> uh-huh. should say that because um, I always think of the last scene in uh, Fanboy. The movie fanboy where you know they finally get you know to the skywalker ranch and they're gonna watch right. phantom menace and they go hey what if it really sucks and it just ends there and it's like oh <laughs> you bastard 
But from what I've heard, the critics are saying this is actually a very good movie and a classic that should stand on its own. Super exciting. No spoilers, but blah. No, if I'm Mm -hmm. still editing this podcast and I've seen The Phantom Menace, or Phantom Menace, (laughs) and I've seen The Force Awakens, (laughs) I I might pop in and say, woohoo, but I'm never going to give away any spoilers. That's the thing I'm excited about is this seems like the Harry Potter fandom where people are being responsible. I saw someone posted a Star Wars spoiler on yeah. on Facebook, but it was the spoiler on the back of a car kind of spoiler with the word Star Wars on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, awesome. Perfect. Well, you know, you're talking about different directors having different visions and mm-hmm. how if they did the same story, it would come out quite different. Uh, we had watched uh, this streaming movie uh, from Netflix called Chaos on the Bridge, which was written and narrated and directed by William Shatner, about the next generation yeah. and the, the first turbulent years in oh, that. that was crazy. It was crazy because it's like, okay, and I don't think this is going to ruin it for anybody because if you're a Star Trek fan, you know the great bird of a galaxy is a yeah. big fucking dick. Mm-hmm. You know, Gene Roddenberry. I know it's not good to speak ill of the dead, <laughs> but, you know, you watch this, you watch this film and you go... I knew he was a dick. I didn't realize he was like a freestyle Olympic dick. Yeah. You know? Well, he was. Uh, I, I, the impression I got is, yeah, he was kind of a dick. But some of the vision he had for the show, actually, I thought was pretty cool. It's just he yeah. didn't implement it quite as well as, uh, you know, what came later. Well, you're also talking yeah, about the 80s the and butt. things are a lot different than. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But, but see, the thing is, okay. Number one, you know, Gene Gene's career hadn't been going well. You know, he kind of had to dry out to be (laughs) well, yeah, (laughs) to do the show. (laughs) Dude had a huge drug and alcohol problem. Definitely had a huge philandering problem. Um, Yeah. So, and and this went from like the '60s on. So, but they wanted him to essentially be on the credits to sort of bless the new series and and pass Uh, on the torch. mm -hmm. Well, instead, Mm -hmm. he kind of squatted there forever, and and just had this. Lawyer, his lawyer was like somehow infiltrated everything, and everybody hated him. That's right. <laughs> They're like, it was terrible <laughs> to the point where they were like thinking we should just push him off the balcony. You know? <laughs> wow. And it was so funny how they, the they they actually went through like thirty writers in one season or something, and it was just insane. And I had forgotten that Gates Mc, you know, I re- I remember the episodes where Gates McFadden, the Doctor, yeah, awesome. Red haired. I mean, if if you're if if I was going to write myself a storyline on Star Trek: The Next Generation, I would be a survivor from the 20th century, and the first thing I would see would be <laughs> Gates McFadden. You know, and I would be trying to hustle her up <laughs> big time. You got a thing going with the captain? Is exclusive? Yeah. What goes on here in the 24th century? All I'm saying is give me a shot. And then Deanna Troy walks in. You're like, get the hell out of here, Deanna Troy. Yeah. You. With your mind powers. (laughs) I sense great turbulence. Yeah, well, sense Uh. this. (laughs) But but the thing thing that was funny about it was that, you know, Gene Roddenberry, he held such an iron grip to it. You're right. He had good basic concepts and instincts, but yeah. he just had the stranglehold on it. So they were saying, okay, yeah. none of the crew members can have any conflict. And the writers are saying, how in the fuck do you do a dramatic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> series with no conflict? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you can't do it. <laughs> so anyways, it's really interesting and it does give you kind of a different insight into, 
Yeah, yeah. Because I I felt exactly the same way about Next Generation. Mm-hmm. It it took me like two or three years. Yeah, before I finally got into second it. or third season where they yeah. had Doctor Pulaski, right? Instead of uh, Diana Muldaur, Crusher. Yeah, she was in. That'd be your Lutz Bucknick. You'd wake up on the Enterprise <laughs> and it'd be a. <laughs> Dr. Pulaski. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Just put me back into yeah. a coma. I could never get the Viking princess into the uh, Star Trek, the next generation. Although we did watch um, Pet Cemetery. Oh, wow. Oh, and uh, Tasha Yar plays the wife in that movie. Oh, that's right. Because like, wow. I loved Yar. She was the best. She was. And, and they kind of explain why she was kind of gone, too. Like, you know, after a while, it was kind of a, like any new characters were more or less and diana moldauer was in like two of the big episodes from from the original series mm-hmm. is there in truth no beauty uh which was you know where the uh, medusan ambassador who's like in a toaster and you know spock doesn't have the devo shades on and you know they're like so beautiful that they're actually kind of ugly and people go insane from just seeing them <laughs> she, all right I and she was that. blind so that's why she could look at him. And then she was also in the one where they uh, find these these alien intelligences that have that have been in these big, like, balls. <laughs> big, big round plastic receptacles. I probably shouldn't say balls, but <laughs> they, they were. And they, they were going to make robots for their minds to inhabit. You know, can robots... Can a robot's lips do this? That was one of the big lines that you always remember. Oh, she was wow. she was in that too. So who was in that? That was Diana Muldaur who played Doctor Pulaski. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So it was. So she had a connection. Oh yeah, and that was the thing. Roddenberry yeah. just wanted. Okay, it's gotta all be the same people. But even even the people that he trusted from from the first series, he screwed mm. them over too, and said, "Oh, I just want writers who will do everything I say and won't interfere in any way, shape, or form." Anyways, it's yeah. just a very interesting. Um, I haven't seen that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm not giving anything away because oh, no. when you watch it unfold, it's kind of like a train wreck, and you think. And you know, honestly, it, it turned out so. It's a great series. I, I love that. Yeah, I love that series. Next generation. Once they got their feet on the ground, I think they did yeah. stories that were not only just good Star Trek; they were good science fiction. Period. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you either have to hunt and peck to find those episodes, but you need a little bit of backstory so that you understand who yeah. the characters are a little yeah. bit. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, it's hard to just jump in because there's so there's a lot of filler. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> there's and some filler episodes yeah. there. There were some other ones but, uh, too, like with the Klingons. You know, you that whole backstory you could have just capped as far as I was concerned. But well, there's no honor. <laughs> oh, blow, you know, blow it out your ass. <laughs> but the uh, 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 first season of uh, Drinking Games is uh, Men in Skirts. Oh! That's a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hadn't quite worked out the uniform yet, and they had, you know, yeah. men walking well, around right. in dresses. And... It was all so enlightened, and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I would have put my drawers back on. But, uh, yeah, you got to admit, that was pretty cutting edge for the early 80s. Yes, it was. was well, late 80s. 80s. Late 80s, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, still, the '80s was kind of a throwaway 80. decade, so yeah, <laughs> that was, was the highlight of the '80s, or one of the highlights. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new Star Trek Beyond, the third new Star Trek movie? <laughs> yes, I have oh. not. <laughs> it looks like, I mean, it looks like Gorn, right? That's got to be Gorn. Yes. So the Gorn, the Gorn. Yeah, yeah. Not just—I mean, that wasn't his name. Pardon me. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't his name. <laughs> Sorry to misrecall <laughs> the best episode ever. Ever. Oh my god! I actually that met was the so guy terrible. who was in the Gorn outfit. <laughs> really? At a convention. Awesome. Yeah. 
But it looked like wow. a it looked like an action adventure kind of thing. So I don't know. It's going to be so great. That'll be a popcorn movie that I'll probably end up seeing. But from the trailer, it looked pretty bland. It did. You know? It, it looks super bland. Really bland. I see J.J. Abrams. I liked. Okay. Is that a J.J. Abrams directed film, or is he the producer on that one? I didn't. I didn't catch in the. In I think the, he's directing that. Yeah. Huh. Well, given all the you know the kind of the epilep epilepsy uh, inducing uh, bling from the previous two, maybe maybe it's time for a little bland. Start Possibly get Possibly. us back to what well, we're used to here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that's everyone. You know. Everyone who's a huge you know fan from way back wants to see it go into the philosophical territory of the TV show and do yeah. do these uh, long form version of that. But when they did that in you know yeah. Star Trek: The Motionless Picture, everyone complained because there's not enough action. There's just this weird philosophical thought about right. the Voyager spacecraft. Yeah, oh, that was a Roddenberry movie, <clears throat> and then uh, Roddenberry well, had lost bare, the movie. Had the stamp of it, so he did. Yeah. The rest of the movies didn't really have a Roddenberry influence, if I understood it right. You can always sum it up in just this phrase. Enterprise meets God. It's either a child or a computer or both. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You got nothing else. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing is, is I, I agree, you know, everyone was getting too long in the tooth to continue with the original crew. And I have no real complaints except for maybe Chris Pine. But I'm, I've kind of gotten used to him, too, as yeah. Kirk. Yeah. I just didn't think that you had to destroy Vulcan and have right. yeah. the original Mr. Spock in this weird time warp. It's a it new a- brutality of the modern era, like the, yeah. the, the Curse of the Dark Batman movies, where you got to have extra violence and extra death. And- it was a little too yeah. Doctor yeah. Who-y yeah. for me. And, yeah, that was you know. yeah, that kind of bothered me, too. It's just... You know, and then really? don't get what? me fucking started on In, in Darkness. I mean, because that yeah, is yeah, just, yeah. oh, God, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is, as, uh, as Khan. That's a pretty well-kept secret. You mean Khan, yeah. Nunian Singh? <laughs> Sorry, dude, you don't look Indian to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is it just Khan like Connie? <laughs> I'm, glad they, I'm glad they did it that way and have him yeah. come up and, you know, they meet Khan before he's, you know, this big you know, epic character. They're meeting him That's in the beginning too. and it's a new new way to do it. I don't know. I didn't mind it as much, but yeah, it wasn't. Well when they film. reverse the whole thing about well, you know, we'll have Kirk die and, the, right, and, right. and it's like I was I was <laughs> I was harumphing so loud that Mrs. Sputnik was saying, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I know. But think of all the problems that we, we've already talked about this. But you know how they, they, they solve, uh, they can cure life now. They can cure death because of some tribble. You know, that's, yeah. you know, D- Bones got a hold of this uh, formula to bring him back to life. And now they could, you know, okay, all this stake raising in movies drives me crazy because right. all of a sudden yeah. the stakes are so high that your solutions become so high that, well, now where's the conflict? If you can bring anyone back from the dead at any time, then, okay, right. there's really no yeah. conflict anymore ever. And, you know, the, tel- the way they were doing teleportation was completely, you know, insanely powerful. They can yeah. teleport from planet to planet, basically. Exactly. So, so why there's do no you need wa- for spa- starships anymore. Well, that's... You, What's you, the point? Want, yeah. Well, look, Harumph. Harumph. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. You watch your ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I would almost rather seen a, you know, a next, next generation yeah. <laughs> kind of Star Trek. Let's, let's than, well, they're instead of trying to redo... They are working yeah. on a TV series. Oh, okay. Yes, so maybe the maybe they'll go in the direction. It's easier to do this kind of philosophical thing in an episodic nature where you don't have a multi-million dollar budget, you know, and you need box office and people have to see it. Um, I yeah. think there's a lot relying on the movies to pull in that popcorn right. audience. But but the real, you know, Trek fans need to – and Star Wars fans and all the other fans in the world. If you really want to see a story told out episodically on television is a great way to do it. Right, you know, which 
yeah brings to mind or better yet on netflix where you don't have all the commercials right. i was just i was just gonna mention <laughs> jessica jones because that was awesome yeah well i'll tell you i would watch that just for the woman who's playing yeah, Kristen ritter yeah she was in breaking bad yes <clears throat> and she was also the b in you know don't don't trust the b in apartment 109 or oh whatever. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. i series. never watched that show though she's very good looking it, well she's wonderful and i really liked how that was a dark series and uh, yeah no, no idea what you're talking oh, about. oh jessica jones is a marvel property so marvel is doing a bunch of series on netflix they're doing they okay. already did daredevil which was fantastic uh daredevil's the blind lawyer who you yeah. know, fights and then um then jessica jones is the second series and um that one just aired and we watched it you know all over thanksgiving i was just all over that show uh-huh. um and that ended so it was a, a closed series of daredevil a closed series of jessica jones and they introduced jessica jones is like a superhero super powerful person who tried to do the cape thing but now is just a private investigator with some superhero powers but there's a villain in this who's known as the purple man in the comics and he's actually purple, which is, you know, I didn't know how they were going to do that. But David Tennant plays an evil um, mind controlling guy who is got the, you know, I totally didn't um, know who the Jessica Jones character oh. was either. So I. OK. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I just knew so, who it was. So, so then but... so then Jessica Jones is a superhero series. Then it's going to and they introduce Luke Cage. Sweet Christmas. Luke Cage showed up in it, and they're going to do a full Luke Cage. Uh, uh-huh. Luke Cage is so awesome. It would be like black exploitation <laughs> yeah. comic. So it's just like you're buying comic books and reading them one yes, at a time. But I'm Pretty watching much. them on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. they're on Netflix yeah, now. Yeah, so Netflix yeah. is going to do a Luke Cage series. Then they're going to do an Iron Fist series because Power wow. Man and Iron Fist was a great thing. And then they're going to do a series called, a mini series called The New Defenders or The Defenders. Right. And it's going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist all working together in a mini series on um, Netflix. And then they're going to, I think, do another, you know, they've already ordered another wow. series of Daredevil because it's so popular. Sweet. But the point is, they're producing great television and they don't have the boundaries of the, you know, the three major channels. Because I got to say, I, I've been trying to introduce Godzuki, my six-year-old, to some of the superhero stuff. And <laughs> we've watched Supergirl with her. A, a few episodes were a little bit behind. But it's neat to have those restrictions if you're going to watch something with a younger kid. Um, but then it's also mm-hmm. nice to have no restrictions and you can have a Netflix R-rated series that can go pretty hard R. The yeah. limitations are Supergirl has to be formulaic in a way that you don't have to be formulaic in on Netflix. You think right. about Supergirl <clears throat> is, look, does this make me a bad man if I'm just like constantly waiting for the tiny skirt to fly up? Nope. <laughs> Over her shoulders. I mean, because that's kind of where I'm living with that. It's well acted and it's kind of a fun show, but definitely not on the par of some of the stuff Marvel's been putting up. And I'm not going to stop watching it. I'll keep watching it because oh, I heard John Supergirl Johns would might be, be in DC? it. Yeah, Supergirl yeah. is a DC yeah. property. And, and DC's done, you know, Arrow and... Um, Arrow and Flash. Flash is probably the best of the whole DC mm-hmm. TV, except for the episodes with Captain Boomerang. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but I think I think Flash is pretty well written and well acted, and, and Arrow is just kind of uh, I've I've lost track of it because of I don't like how dark and soap operatic it is. But they have this soap operatic element that you don't get when you only have to do like ten episodes. But when you've got a pad, you know, twenty some episodes of a show, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a lot of love interest uh, stupid. It's 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 romance tv shows at night uh with superhero pajamas yeah on. well you yeah. know i gotta tell you <laughs> now this is i used to have a next door neighbor 
that uh, growing up where we always read comic books and exchanged comic books and we, we were to- we were the total comic book nerds and we would actually get into fist fights over who was better like DC or Marvel. Right. <laughs> and, and I got to say that and I don't I don't mean that I mean I, this is difficult to explain but I've always preferred like DC and a lot of its um, subsidiaries like Vertigo and Dark Horse mm-hmm. and everything simply because DC had fewer characters, but it seemed like they delved into them more. Whereas with Marvel, rather than giving the characters any kind of depth, they just kept creating more and more and more. So pretty soon you had like all of these, um, well, it's the Marvel universe and you can actually have this huge poster where there's just like, you can't, fucking identify yeah, every marvel yeah. character i've got a few of those posters yeah right <laughs> yeah. and then there's i've seen know. the t-shirt mm-hmm. and i gotta say that that the age of ultron actually kept me from seeing ant-man or really i, I think the only marvel movie that i'm honestly going to go see in the future is the next guardians of the galaxy well good lord paul rudd in ant-man was fun i mean i've got to love paul rudd no i do love <laughs> so paul rudd and it's i'm worth sure you're it right paul rudd alone but but watching age of ultron it was and i'm not saying you know Ooh, it's got to be so meaningful sure, and deep sure. and everything sure but uh, it it struck me that it was so light and so frothy that it kind of reminded me of those fist fights I got in and saying, yeah, Marvel sucks! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I used to like them both as a kid, but as Marvel, during my childhood, Marvel was starting to progress into this, That's it true. was hitting the darker phase, but That's they true. were they were developing this whole mutant thing mm-hmm. a little bit better. Um, and so it started to go in a more interesting direction, whereas DC started to lose money and they were fading a bit. They kind of stagnated. Yeah, yeah. they stagnated and, and as Marvel was picking up, I started dropping the Justice League things and, mm-hmm. and then DC was rebooting fairly often as well. Right. And, and that always makes it hard if you're a younger reader to like, well, they're rebooting. I guess I'll try this one, but right. y- you lose a lot of the backstory. No, I agree. Have you seen that document? Is, I'm sorry, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, please. What does DC stand for anyway? Oh, oh shit. Like, you used to know this. <laughs> well, the we'll C is comics. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to think of a D yeah, could be. I forgot. I'm so sorry. And uh, please let us know at yeah. feedback at tankride.com because we're brain so, uh, farting here. I think Whitman comics are the best. <laughs> I like Gold Key. comics. Uh, Dingo, Dingo uh-huh. comics. Uh, I love Little Lotta and Hot Stuff. Yeah, Richie Richie. <laughs> Dot. Yeah. Richie Rich, you bougie little prick. But, but Vertigo and Dark Horse were kind of like the rated R versions of comics. And those were yeah. Really, I like those. Oh, and you got the Sandman, and, right? You know all right. those classic ones, which I really loved. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I got to say, I am excited about Batman versus Superman. You know, when I first heard Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, I went fucking apoplectic, right? And I got to say, in the trailers, <laughs> I look at him and I'm thinking, "Fuck, it's Ben Affleck!" Mm-hmm. But then when he's in the Batman <laughs> outfit, and they show Henry Cavill, who is an excellent right. Superman, <laughs> best ever, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like hovering, a, you know up in the sky and just kind of floating and the rain is falling down. I thought, oh my God, this is just like the books. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Yeah, they made the co- the co- costume look really great, like the Dark Knight. So, yeah, and it's Zack Snyder, so he knows how to do the visuals. Right, so, so I'm pumped about that. Yeah, I know a lot of people, he gets a lot of hate and a lot of people hate Watchmen, but they're wrong and that's okay. You know, I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to see the, in- <laughs> you know, why would you hate the Watchmen, man? That was like one of the best stories ever. Well, because Alan Moore didn't like it. <laughs> Ooh. Alan, Alan Moore doesn't, doesn't like the color of his house. Alan Moore doesn't like Alan Moore. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. <laughs> you are somewhat problematic, sir. Yeah. I don't like the story structure of this tea I'm drinking. <laughs> hey. I find it to be tappy. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Sorry, we just nerded out. The eggnog is starting to kick in. Here's just a thought. Go. What if Woody Allen directed The Force Awakens? R2, R2. Prince is going to get involved in this? This isn't really our fight, R2. Prince is Leia. I I thought you'd pay your half for the film, and I'd pay yeah. my half because that would be the gentleman leaving the room. I thought we could go back and really sure. perhaps have sex. <laughs> Oh, you know what's been funny is uh, lately they've been playing it in heavy rotation. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this before, but the original Casino Royale with like David Niven and Peter, Peter Sellers, Sellers yeah. and oh my god, and and of course the the, the theme song by uh, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, d d d d d d d d d d d d d. You know, I'm just like turning cranking that up. Herb Albert himself is worth he'd be worth a whole podcast because he's awesome and his backstory is quite interesting as well. So he's an interesting character who's done some. You know what? Actually, we should do a podcast on what we've always been meaning to do, and especially now with the award season coming up again. And let us know if if you think this would be an interesting podcast or not. But I was thinking if we did one on the history of the Oscars, mm. you know, where we could cover like decade by decade. Who got screwed each decade? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'll take the Leonardo okay. DiCaprio decade. <laughs> Peter Toole, Cary Grant, you never forgot shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's your Lifetime Achievement Award, Jack me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fine. Yeah. I mean, It's like no black people this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, except for Gone with the Wind, and you pretty much had to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, black uh, nominees or winners. Oh, kind of yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. 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 But I mean, in between, like, <laughs> Gone with the Wind, <laughs> you know, quite a few decades later. Right. Yeah, it was pretty thin. Right. You're right. Definitely. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyways, I if you gentlemen would indulge me, I, I have a list uh, that I ran across in a magazine, and it's actually an automotive magazine. Right. Um, it's based on uh, a YouTube series called Roadkill. And Thank God he didn't say PewDiePie. I was getting worried. No, no, okay. no. <laughs> I like to play crazy cup, <laughs> cupcakes. <laughs> Anyways, they have an article in here about renting a tank. You know, places that you can actually oh. rent a tank and go cruising around in. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to attack anyone. I just want to rent a tank. I may or may not. <laughs> you know, I mean. You won't get your credit card back. Find an armor piercer. <laughs> you know, I'm just going. Anyways, they put out a list of must-see tank movies, and I wanted to see if you and our listeners agree. So I'm not going to do this in any particular order other than year of release. Okay. So the first one is Battle of the Bulge. Henry Fonda, Robert Shaw, Robert Ryan, mm-hmm. 1965. Are you familiar with that yeah, film? Yeah. That was like, okay, so the early 60s was a time of the big epic yep. four-hour war movies like The Great Escape or Battle of yes. the Bulge and so forth. Now, that one, I would say, is a little bit questionable. It was problematic in some ways, but I can't remember exactly what it was. It was only 20 yeah, years. Well, first of all, <laughs> the, the SS Panzer leader is George is is uh, Robert Shaw. Okay. Who is like so fucking Irish? It's not even funny. <laughs> so then you get you get that situation like he had an enemy at the gates about the sniper war in the Stalingrad, where right. all the all the Soviets have English accents and all the Nazis have American accents. Mm. It's like, How does this fucking? Work? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I would say Battle of the Bulge is problematic simply because it's only twenty years after the finish of the war, and your tanks were not authentic in any way, shape, or form. Oh. You could have had, you know, yeah. you could have found a fucking Panther or a Tiger or, you know, even a, a couple Something. of fours, Panzer fours somewhere. I mean, let's work a little bit on this. If you're going to do a four-hour movie and you're going to get the big A-list guns here, what the fuck? Yeah. Sahara yeah. better be on this list. I think in those What's earlier tank movies, they 
they they didn't think the audience was that sophisticated. They thought as long as it was a tank, people yeah. would be like, yeah, believe it. They don't and know. they were right. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, for the most then, part, but... unless you're tank aficionados, <laughs> as are we. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. You know, and you say, well, that's an M60 Patton. What mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You know, but anyways. I think the mo- it might come up, but the movie Patton had not correct tanks as well. Exactly so. Yeah. So our next two were both released in 1970, and these could not be more opposite. Kind of like they were only released six weeks apart was uh, Dr. Strangelove mm-hmm. and Failsafe. So, you know, Ooh. Dr. Strangelove, yeah. you know, total black humor. Right. Always remembered. Classic movie. Failsafe, unless you're a film student, chances are you probably haven't seen it. Hey, isn't that the one that yeah. George Clooney just redid? <laughs> Didn't they do a live version of that? A live version of it? Yeah, I thought there was. I might be wrong, but George Clooney did. I that would make like no fucking sense. <sighs> I'll have to think of what it was. Okay. All right. Anyhow, these movies were both released in 1970 and could not be more different. Patton with George C. Scott and Carl Malden and Kelly's Heroes with Clint Eastwood and Telly Savalas, Don Rickles, Carol O'Connor, <laughs> and of course, Donald Sutherland as Oddball. You know... Uh-huh. Coming from New York, oddball. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I totally fucked that up. <laughs> Go ahead. Coming from New York, crap game. A hero to you is just some kind of weird sandwich, not some guy who takes on two tigers. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of my all time favorite. Oh God, movies. absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I got to see that one. But but what what you'll have in Kelly's Heroes is yeah, those tiger tanks that they duel with in the village that had the gold bars were tiger tanks. You know, Whereas, yeah, I can't stress enough how Kelly's Heroes is awesome. Kelly's Heroes is totally fucking awesome. The only question yeah. you have is, how did Clint Eastwood get that huge mane of hair under a helmet? <laughs> yeah. You know? That was amazing. Yeah, that's a beautiful film. But you're, you're right, Tor. Patton, which, as we remember, President Nixon saw uh, probably like 10 times in a row before he ordered the Christmas bombing of <laughs> Cambodia. Didn't did had the same thing, well, you know? Ironically, they were again were M sixty patent tanks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah, not not super realistic, but but yeah. a great a great movie nonetheless. It was a good movie, but yeah, the tank scenes were weak. There wasn't much mm. to them. Exactly. Now yeah. here's one that most people haven't seen, and I highly highly recommend: uh, the Beast of War, 1988, and this is with uh, George uh, Zun. Zunza and Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick, you might remember from the Lost Boys. Right. He was the kid that was the older kid that was being turned into a vampire, mm-hmm. and you know, blah blah blah. This maggots. This was yeah. about a Russian tank crew in Afghanistan, and it is an awesome movie. I haven't seen that one because this tank is completely, you know, out in the Afghan wilds, and they're just dealing with all this. And their commander is actually like a survivor of Stalingrad and everything. So it's really fascinating. Plus, there are some scenes in here. You will just shit like, the, you know, they're 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 torturing some of the villagers and they put take this one guy and they put him under the tank tread <laughs> and then they just rev the engine until finally the guy just lets go of the brake and just runs right over. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, kind of shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Then here's one and I'd seen that one, but here's uh, two that I had not seen. Uh, one is Lebanon by, uh, with Yoav Dona. And Ate Tehran, and this is an Israeli movie about the Israeli-Lebanon war, and this takes place completely inside of the tank, and it's very Das Boot-like, and I highly recommend wow. it. Uh, that's 2009, mm. and then this one, which is just so fucking weird, there's no way to categorize this. White Tiger, 2012, a Russian movie about. It said in. The, I'll just read a synopsis. 
In this Russian movie, a World War II soldier who is horribly burned goes after a mysterious German Tiger tank that has single-handedly decimated the Russian army and that the soldier believes is possessed. Wow. <laughs> and it gets more fucked up than that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, so I, I give away nothing. And, of course, the last one, which I highly agree with and I would say is a new tank classic, is Fury 2014. Yeah, I'm glad that made the list because that yeah. was a good yeah. That was a good. Take, I mean, just the fact. I mean, now you want to talk about weapons authenticity? Oh my God, they mm-hmm. had that. You know, like a lot of the tank soldiers uh, picked up German Sturmgewehr, assault rifles. Uh, the Fury itself mm-hmm. was a Sherman Firefly, which had the big, big gun. Yeah, and you know all that. Why shit. would a film like Sahara not have made their list? I mean, oh, see, yeah. I just yeah, I I agree with that too. I would have bumped Battle of the Bulge, and I would have put Sahara in yeah. its place. Yeah, oh, when yeah. I think of tanks, that's that's Maybe one of the they, movies I think of. They that's just like, didn't go back that far. It yeah. Sounds like I think so, and and I think that that's they, they were probably trying to go with more modern movies, and mm-hmm. they thought you know you might yeah. have seen well, it's cable nice to push Sahara was movies. actually more yeah. accurate than a lot of them yeah. because right. it was pretty much shot. At the time, <laughs> using I like yeah. the, I like to mention the two foreign movies though because mm-hmm. those I I got both of them from Netflix and you know from the DVD queue and they were awesome. I mean I highly rec- recommend both of them. Yeah, I'll add White Tiger to my queue because that sounds very very interesting. It's like the duel almost. Oh God, <laughs> you know? yeah, it I really love is. That movie. It really is. But but <clears throat> the thing about him being horribly burned, right? I will give nothing away. But but remember that yeah, aspect yeah, yeah. because it's totally cool. <laughs> I just saw this uh, German film that um, called uh, Goodnight Mommy. Have you seen that one? Yes. Yeah. You know, I was hoping for more from it, which kind of puts it at a B minus for me because, like, I really wanted it to go in a different direction, uh-huh. but it went in a direction I wasn't so happy with. But it's a film about a couple of twins who uh, are at a secluded location, secluded, beautiful house with their mother who is recovering from an injury and has her entire face all in bandages. And um, she starts acting a little bit weird. And the kids are wondering, <laughs> as her mom's recovering from this What's thing, they're like, maybe that's not our mom. <laughs> <laughs> and things just get really, really weird from there. But I was really hoping for almost a, a, a... I had a different plot in my mind. I had a different way this could be interesting and as the movie progressed they were going down a different path that i didn't find as enjoyable although i thought it was a good film not a great film mm-hmm. so i had my hopes up for that one but it, it was okay. yeah you're right it didn't it didn't un, un uh, unveil yeah. like i thought it would have, yeah but, i was yeah. hoping for more from it anyways um i thought here's a star wars tidbit you guys might like um an austin movie theater a theater a movie theater in austin texas Announced a Star Wars viewing endurance contest. Oh, this has got to be. Yeah, what's the theater? Uh, it doesn't mention the theater, oh. actually, but it just says in which fans will compete to stay awake the longest during a nonstop marathon of the seven part film saga. No artificial <laughs> stimulants are allowed. Wow. <laughs> wow. They did that for the Marvel Cinematic Universe before the Avengers Age of Ultron, where they showed every film mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. could buy a ticket and watch every goddamn film. And one of the Onion reviewers or the AV Club mm-hmm. wrote down his experiences of this horrible toil <laughs> to, <laughs> to sit through everything for hours. Uh, I just I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. Here's a couple tidbits <clears throat> I think you guys would like. Um, there was a redirect put into the JebBush.com site that automatically took you to the Donald Trump site. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Jeb Bush site. Jeb! Jeb! Cool explanation point. I loved, I loved his comment. At, at so the, that was what? A mistake or, or a, no, a, no. a hack? No, a read. Yes. A, <laughs> a redirect of that kind is something that. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody, somebody who is controlling the DNS record said, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that A record. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, right. um, the, the other one I thought you gentlemen would appreciate being of Norwegian extraction. A Norwegian newspaper published an obituary for Santa Claus stating that the jolly old elf had recently died at the age of 226. Wow. The obituary was an eternal joke that should have, in quotes, never I been published. published. The newspaper <laughs> said in an apology. <laughs> hey, kids! That's the classic. <laughs> no Christmas today. <laughs> oh, I, I, must, I must say this. Uh, Mrs. Sputnik and I went to go see the movie Krampus. Which is yeah, the, we were going to join you, but Adam Scott's in that one. Yes, I just couldn't get away for that. It was it was I two thumbs way up for oh, this that's movie. Good. Very dark comedy. Uh, the uh, holiday itself, which is German in origin, is coming back quite huge, mm-hmm. and uh, it's celebrated every December fourth. Which holiday? Uh, Krampus knocked. Okay. And uh, never heard of it. Well, well, Krampus is kind yeah. of like this older pagan evil version of Saint Nick. Okay. So if you're bad, Krampus will punish you really fucking bad. Wow. And there's other different versions of pagan myths yeah. where there's a bunch of different goblin type characters that come and visit you night after night. There's, yeah. But well, yeah, Krampus is is that Black Peter is from as well, or is that separate? Because Black Peter was also the one that that's would... separate. Krampus yeah, okay. Is separate from that. So, Krampus is actually very, very old and okay. pagan. So, mm. anyways, the special effects are awe-inspiring, and it's just—it's a great movie. In oh, fact, cool. when that comes out on DVD, that is definitely going into the Sputnik household holiday movies. Uh, we've already watched, you know, Bad Santa, the unrated version, yeah. which of course is, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the holiday movie. We've been deeply into the Star Wars thing, so uh, we're doing Star Wars four, five, and six before seeing seven. So we just finished. Uh, Irvin Kirshner, a- Irvin Kirshner, uh, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was enjoyable to watch that again. It's a beautiful film; those sets are incredible. It's but anyway, a great film. Yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't watched Bad Santa again yet. Well, I mean that's that's just I mean we actually store these movies away with the decorations and everything, yeah. so we just kind of rediscover them. Plus, with all of our Christmas music that we've either downloaded or collected over the years, you know, the Rat Pack and so on and everything mm-hmm. and um you know trot that out when we and and we decorate me i mean yes we're both atheists but um the lighting kind of helps with seasonal affective disorders <laughs> well that's the whole thing that's the whole i mean we talked about this in previous uh sacred baby fest shows you know the yes. co-optation of pagan rituals i love having fires i love the christmas trees i love the holiday exactly. so uh you know i'm an atheist but well, i celebrate christmas yeah i mean so the christian co-opted Christians co-opted some uh, pagan holidays. Yeah. There's no reason why anyone believing anything can't go ahead and just co-op whatever holidays they want. Right. Exactly. So, but I just don't yeah. like when they're like, keep the Christ in Christmas. I'm like, well, you know, yeah. you put it well, there. Well, <laughs> the war on Christmas, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing with the Starbucks cup, I thought was hilarious. I, I saw The Onion or someone posted yeah. a thing where the Starbucks is creating a new blue and gold cup that no one <laughs> will get upset about. Like the blue and gold dress. Right. Uh-huh. That dress is blue. That dress is gold. Uh-huh. You know, it's so funny because people just look for that shit every year. And yeah. and honestly, it's like, look, there are so many reasons why Christ would not want to be in Christmas. You know, simply because, okay, number one, no, Christ was not born in the fourth sales quarter. Uh, no, yeah. you know, it was, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah, it's so, more like probably in the summer. Oh, God, I got to tell you about this. I saw something that was so Madisonian, I almost shit. I almost jackknifed the car. 
As I was driving over, I saw a bright white Mercedes S-Class car. Now, for, for those of you who are not into automobiles and so forth, this car is definitely a luxury car. It would be, let's say, three or four new cars that any of us would buy. Mm-hmm. And it was festooned with Bernie Sanders bumper <laughs> wow. stickers. And I kept thinking, is that don't good or right. should they be carjacked like right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> was it a newer Mercedes? Oh, yes. Yeah? Yes. Wow. You know, like the kind that Santa, you know, being a... You know, part of the Aryan Brotherhood. You, you, know, you know those Mercedes commercials? Those I've been playing again, you know, where Santa goes, oh, yeah, fuck the sleigh. I'm going to my secret Mercedes right. cave. Mercedes, yeah. yeah. okay, whatever. You know what it probably was, Sputnik? What? It it was probably a millionaire who's just <laughs> really pissed off at all the power and uh, and everything that the billionaires are getting. Or he was hoping so. that, that, that would, we would <laughs> So he's like the bottom class. We would key his so, yeah, car, maybe. I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you only have a million dollars, you're, you know, compared yeah. to these guys that have a hundred billion or something. I'm a thousandaire. The one percent of the five percent of the ones yeah. that control you know, all our media. Like we need to get the five percent of the two percent of the fifty-nine percent out to the voting block so they can vote. I got to say, I loved the podcast that you guys did, and and, and kudos to your Bernie Sanders invitation. That is, like, spot on. It really, really is. And, you know, the thing about Bernie is I really, really want Bernie Sanders to be the, the Democratic nominee for several reasons. But really chief among them is mm. I don't think that there's anybody more offensive to the radical GOP right <laughs> And the Democratic Party, what's the word I'm looking for? Cocksuckers. Establishment. 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 Let's go with that. Let's go with establishment. Don't forget to cut the balls. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then then a 74-year-old Jewish Democratic Socialist. And I've heard Uh that now he's he's considering doing a speech – just explaining to people what democratic socialism is. Yeah, no, I is. heard that too. And I thought, yeah. that's a great idea. It's like, hey, people, yeah. this is nothing to be scared of. You know, we, yeah. just, we just lived through a whole bunch of Republican debates, and there's going to uh, be more. But they are really limiting the debates on the uh, Democratic side. It's pretty wild how, you know, harness that, that whole side of they, the... They don't really want... I mean, Hillary... Okay, here's the thing that gets me. Now, the, 2015 is, has been a pretty tough year, I think, in a lot of ways. I mean, as far as the news goes, both nationally and internationally. Yeah, I've had to unplug a little bit, actually, because I Same felt the here. news cycles were just a little too depressing, and I couldn't keep up with how many things were just really sad in the news. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked about that before, yeah. too. It's that sort of agitated helplessness yeah. that you, you tend to feel. They call it, yeah, there's learned helplessness. Learned helplessness, uh, Victim yeah. mentality. Exactly. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. There's all these things that uh, start to boil up in these uh, periods when you can't do anything about it. Exactly. And yeah. and uh, the thing that always depresses me more than the stories, I mean, you, you know, you hear an, about another brutal mass shooting and then you just... Did you oh, hear about the mass shooting today? Yes. Oh, I, I haven't yet, but I'm sure there was one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, <laughs> no really America can't. has more mass shootings than it does days in the year. No, I know, so, what, you, I know what you were yeah. doing. So, so it's, yeah. it's brutal. So. It could have happened in Chicago or Chirac, as yeah, uh, yeah, Spike yeah. Lee calls it. I mean, yeah. there probably was one, but it just wasn't reported. Right. right. Yeah, that's the sad well, thing about it. I guess what I'm saying is you can almost count the minutes before we're distracted. You know, so 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 this mm-hmm. white young white racist shoots up 
a black church. And the first thing we get focused on is the Confederate flag. Important, but way down the list. <laughs> and then, you know, you have this couple that, you know, clearly has been, you know, like, hey, you know how we really got together? We talked about, you know, doing a suicide pact and you know, <laughs> hitting the great Satan. And we thought we'd have a kid, too. Now, yeah, that kid's going to have a great life. And They sent him to the daycare beforehand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then took out like the $27,000 yeah. loan before. It's like good thinking. Crazy. Crazy. But, you know, not to be glib about it, it's pretty in- insane that there's this many shootings. And, you know, what's funny is every time there's a mass shooting, there's this resurgence of, we got to get our new guns before the president takes away all our guns. Yeah, Guys, yeah. there's a mass shooting every single day. But, I mean, but Black Friday, yeah. Black Friday gun sales. <clears throat> you know, the Black Friday. Not, mm-hmm. not, let's make the whole year Black Friday. All Fridays matter. But, but yeah, all, yeah. Fridays, all Black Fridays matter. Hashtag. <laughs> but the, the actual one after Thanksgiving, gun sales like went through the goddamn roof. Right. And yeah. I, re- I really think 2015 is that year where we really have to sit down and say, really, what? And this is always one of the things that just fucking pisses me off about the <laughs> left is that, look, we can't all do our particular cause in the same march. Yes, I agree. Sea turtle should be saved. Yes, I love your huge puppet. Yes, I love this <laughs> yeah. and all that. But, you know, fuck, focus on Those something. Those puppets really convinced me, though. The, pu- yeah. <laughs> the puppets are kind of awesome. I'm going to save the planet because of those puppets. I usually get distracted <laughs> and start yeah. looking at the puppets, and, but <laughs> which which I think that that's planned on. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that it's, you know, and we just had the three-year anniversary of Sandy Hook. Now, honestly... I thought Sandy Hook was going to be the tipping point. I thought Sandy Hook was going to be the one we were saying, all right, that's fucking it. You know, screw the Second Amendment, screw the huge gun lobby, screw, you know, right. the huge arms. And the fact the, the country well, couldn't put it together after that no. says well, something. Let, let me throw yeah, one more exactly. sad, just a sad damper on the fire. For our international listeners, you can, in America, buy bulletproof blankets to shield your children under they're bright red in the hallways of elementary schools so you can all throw a bulletproof blanket over yourself and try to hide from the gunman yeah that is a brutality that should not exist no exactly Uh, you know it it was like uh (laughs) back in the late 50s early 60s bert the turtle and the civil defense Mm -hmm. things like you know what bert you know so bert the turtle was a little cartoon turtle with a little civil defense helmet on Oh yeah, you have a civil defense helmet, don't you? Are you oh, used to? Of course, I do. Yes, you yes. do. Like any yes. good citizen, I have a <laughs> yes, civil defense helmet. CD. Civil defense helmet. <laughs> I'm your civil defense yeah. warden for the block. And yeah, and uh, so he says, you know what, Bert? The turtle says when you see the flash, duck and cover. So it would show all these, you know, like uh, you know the cleavers. You know, on their little bicycles, and and you know, at a picnic or something. Yeah. And they see you'd see this big flash in the Oosh. background, and then they just throw the picnic blanket over them. It's like, oh yeah, that is going to protect you from the gamma radiation. Yeah. That's going to protect you from the shock wave. Yeah, yeah. The doctors will be pulling that blanket <laughs> off of your flesh. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're you're so close to you know ground zero that you're probably just going to be a shadow anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but it, but it's the same thing. You know, with a, with a bulletproof blanket, it's like 2015. Should be that year. So, so no matter what brutality happens, they, when the news agencies say, "Well, what do the candidates think?" Okay, number one, they don't think; they react. They they are like single cell, you know. If creatures. you were to travel yeah. in time from twenty years ago, I mean, I'm just talking twenty years. I'm not exactly. talking a hundred years ago. Right. But if you were so, to travel in time twenty 95. years ago to now, 
95 to now and see some of the shit coming out of the mouths of political oh, yeah. candidates, you'd be like, what the hell is going on? I mean, oh, yeah. this, this should be an object of some power and you have to have some decorum and you have to behave right. yourself and speak normally. But no. they're saying it is. Yeah, it is. It's just a reality <laughs> show now. I mean, it's it's really gotten yeah. Yeah. Even below that level. Yeah. And you have to like the one thing Jeb said at the debate last night that was actually pretty good was, um, well, do you think you're just going to insult your way into the White House? And I thought, yeah, that's actually not a bad tag. Yeah, that and, is his tag. Right. Uh, the, and what you mentioned about Black Friday gun sales is that's really what's driving it is it's great for business. The right. more mass shootings there are, the more people die. The more people who want to buy guns, yeah, and, and, yeah. and it just feeds the cycle. Well, but but the yeah. thing is, so, we're never going to yeah. stop that. I mean, that's going to always be and and you know because the president has done his little hand holding thing where he talks to the nation about gun control. You know how many times now? How many times has even uh, George Bush done it? I mean, right. Th- this is just well, a common. The gun spectacle. companies that are donating big dollars to the NRA to support candidates on. A, you know, to vote against gun control. Those are the companies that need to be uh, villainized and they, they kind of need to be, uh, you know, publicly humiliated, you know, <clears throat> brought out to the stockades. And that's right. But I, and, I think, the I thing think with- that's, you know, we can't talk theoretically uh, sort of outside of the issue and not mention that, it, that there's certain actors that are driving this. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you completely, Tor. In fact, you know, on the news today, they were talking about uh, the Fed, the Federal Reserve. <laughs> you got you to gotta look at a picture of that building. You know, listeners, Google a picture of the Federal Reserve. If that doesn't look like a building right out of fucking Nazi Germany, I defy you to find one that is. And they finally raised the interest rate after, you know, essentially seven years. Yeah. And you say, well, you know, this is a really good indicator that the economy is coming back. Yeah, seven years after nobody was prosecuted, nobody suffered anything. In <clears> fact, <throat> you know, the you they know, found one guy. Well, okay, they, <laughs> they found one him, guy. Like, one dude. Yeah, okay. Like really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you got to take it in the ass for the rest of us, buddy. Fall on that grenade for the whole. Oh, team. Yeah. Take one in the face for the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And but, but those are the kind of people you just want to see their fucking skulls on a pike. Well, Hillary went know? to them and told them to cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it Guys. Out. Was it – who was it? I, I, I don't know who it was who was said that is just laughable. I think it was uh, one of the treasure. It was like that's just not – Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that's that's not realistic. <laughs> so the thing is yeah, – Yeah, let's – The business world is cutthroat. That's what it comes down priority to. priority that we have to have now – I mean – there's two issues that I think are dominant in this country before we can start to really attack the infrastructure. Number one is gun control. The other one is race. Race has been an issue in this country for centuries, and it is getting no better. That film in Chicago was fucking disgraceful. Mm-hmm. You shoot a guy 16 times just for shits and grins, and you yeah. sat on that fucking video and then they for covered a year? it up. Yeah, for a year. You had the nuts to sit on that for a fucking year. <laughs> but we think they were doing. Yeah. They've been doing that for years and years. Yeah, and years. exactly. It's oh, just yeah. the you can't even get any good stats on it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, tell me here, Himmler, how many Jews have died? They don't allow. <laughs> they don't allow that data collection. That's not so easy to They're say. They're just talking about it now to create some organized yeah, exactly. uh, recording. So let's let's get going on that. And another thing, let's just dismantle this post nine eleven. You know the whole thing with Paris. Okay, two things I'll say about Paris. Je suis Paris. Is number one, you two. 
okay? They were supposed to perform that <laughs> night when that shit went down. Now, if those fuckers kept that show date going, when all that shit was going on, and they did, yeah, you know, we stand with Paris, and we, you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. I would say, you know, good for fucking you. But then you show up three weeks later and do that shit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're you're a stand-up son of a bitch, Bono. Eagles of Death Metal are coming back. Yeah, you know. And Gl- <laughs> They're going to finish their damn tour, man. That's Ex- awesome. Exactly. That's how you roll. You know, and I don't care. I've known a lot yeah. of people who've had glaucoma, and uh, none of them had to wear pink wraparound sunglasses. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying that either, Bono. So blow me. The other thing, one thing I really want to put on the table about elections and how depressing they are right now is the reminder that needs to be put on the table that this is the time when both parties kind of go crazy in what they say. And then, you know, eventually, yeah, we'll, we'll wind down to the two weird They pull candidates. it in tight for the primaries. They'll pull it in. Yeah. yeah, they'll pull it in afterwards. So all the crazy talking around February or so. They'll put it back in their pants. Yeah, things will start <laughs> settling down. Yeah, no, they'll I take hear the you. lampshades off you. their head. I don't know if Donald Trump yeah. will ever take the lampshade off. No, no, no Donald <laughs> Trump is I don't just expect yeah. that. This is like one huge vanity play. Yeah. Just yeah. don't Donald. forget how crazy they really are. Yeah, yeah. and they will oh, vote. Yeah. They will yeah. vote crazy. I just I just don't want everyone to be so depressed that so many people support Donald Trump. For international listeners, you've only got like 8% of the, you know, 50% of America that says they're Republican, only 25% are actually voting, and then 8% are all about Donald Trump. So the margins right. are very small. So they're appealing to a enough. very vocal part. <laughs> that might be enough to get him the nomination. Yeah, but I want to say the point is when they call and they do these <laughs> I polls. I won't say you're wrong. <laughs> when they call and do the polls and they ask, you know, are you a Republican and are you going to vote? Those are the people that they're talking to that give their numbers to those candidates. So it's not like the yeah. majority of Americans really think Trump is a sane presidential candidate. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, and, it's a, uh, a minority. And the polls are probably becoming uh, less accurate now than they were in Pol- the past. Because don't, don't even get me started. Everything's changed. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah. And, and plus, too, remember, we're still like a month and a half away from Iowa. Mm-hmm. So this, all these polls yeah, mean uh, yeah. shit in yeah. and of themselves. I can right. say this. I've, I've, worked in, I've worked in the field for a long time. I got in a, I got in a giant Facebook business, argument. Which isn't to say the industry. In the business or the industry. <laughs> um, I got uh-huh. in a giant fight on Facebook with a very nice guy, uh, Scott Smart. Um, on our tank riot page. <laughs> I got into a very big fight on Facebook with a really nice guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I can't deconstruct no. that sentence anymore well, than you already did. It's fine. Um, but, but it was a great disagreement about polls and statistics. And, yeah, they're useless sometimes. And these are the cases where polls, political polls – I'm not talking about push polls. I'm talking about actual polls of people's actual feelings are genuinely kind of useless at this point. So we shouldn't really be paying attention to political polls at this point. But the greater point at large is – Statistics matter. Polls do matter. And when you're talking about human behavior, like behavior risk factor surveillance and things like that, polls are really important. So, um, yeah. So I think uh, what you're saying is. He was disdaining all, all polls in general. And in some, some frames, they're, they're very important. So your position, Victor, is basically polls are sometimes food. They're sometimes food. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Much like. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, I got a, a call uh, a few weeks ago from a pollster, and so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll answer these questions. This this more this is <laughs> yeah, and she started asking questions, and then it it started to it seemed it started sounding push pulley to me. So I, I said to her, yeah. "Ah, this sounds like a push poll," and she's like, "What's a push poll?" No way. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Well, it's because you're you know asking leading questions, and it sounds like yeah. you're trying to push me in a position." He's like, "Oh, I don't know," you know. And, and I got the impression she's just someone that's probably getting paid minimum right, wage, right? And right. She has her script, 
So I wasn't mad at her, right. but you know, I kind of said, "Ah, this sounds like a scam." You know, yeah. just kind of like, eh, you know. See, I I had it, almost I the same thing happen to me, Tor. Yeah, but see, the thing is, I'm retired, so the phone rings a lot during the day, and it's always people, you know. You know, uh, we're here for the police, fire department, Vietnam vet, uh, small baby ducks coalition. Oh, right. Small baby yeah. ducks. Yeah. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? What are they ever doing to you? <laughs> what are you bastard? You My are... whole family was killed by small baby ducks. What do you know? <laughs> You're a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, you know, because of my my age and my race <laughs> and so forth, you know, I, I get a lot of these calls from these these conservative groups. Right. And so you're right. They they were definitely like starting off like well, he lives in Madison. So maybe I should start this off kind of softball him a little bit. Kind of yeah. pull him in. Pull him in. Uh, yeah. You know, uh-huh. first one's free, kid. <laughs> After that's 10 bucks. <laughs> you know, so then so and, and it was this like and you're right. It was this this you know young woman you know whatever and she was like okay and you could tell she was getting more and more confidence and she had this like really little girl voice you know just like yeah okay yeah well let me ask you this if the election were held today <laughs> what would be you know so then after a while you know it started yeah. to get into the real shit yeah you know the, like if the election were held today would you vote for joseph stalin or adolf hitler, <laughs> adolf hitler <laughs> martin borman yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know so so then so then i started to pull it and i said a little bit and then I, I really you know i got my fm modulated voice in and i was you know it's kind of i was channeling a little barry white and i said well let me ask you a question what are you wearing <laughs> <laughs> that gets him off the phone pretty quick because i'm thinking <laughs> you know and so then i'm starting to put out i'm not going to bother our listeners where, where i was going yeah. with that <laughs> And this is why polls are not accurate. <laughs> yeah, because there's people like me. Well, I mentioned, you know, they've been they've been working for years. Cell phones are the big reason why polls aren't accurate today. I mean, that's the main problem. Oh, yeah. It's not Sputnik. Yeah. Yeah, it's who has, cell phones. Who has a fucking landline anymore? <laughs> but, you know, you know nobody. They're they working very hard, and they have been for like 10 years trying to figure out uh, how to analyze census blocks to understand right. how to maintain accurate um, right. polling statistics it is hard uh but not impossible so anyone who uses that as a well it's all worthless because there's no way they can understand well they can they just have to actually do more work it's, to cover the yeah, ground that used to be rigorous. much easier to cover because someone takes their area code like 608's area code for madison they move to massachusetts they keep they it. can still be 608 over yeah. there right. um, but we have to figure out where they are and stuff so it's it's just very difficult yeah plus you got all, all the people using their burner cell phones you know yes plus i I mean, I think we have to go back to our uh, Emma Goldman podcast where she so brilliantly said, you know, if voting really accomplished anything, it would have been made illegal years ago. Yeah. So, or the not Winston s- Churchill quote, because I know Winston <laughs> didn't actually there, – there's a lot of talk about this one that, you know, uh, any way to cure your uh, faith in voting is five minutes talking with the average voter. That one, it's that mm-hmm. – I well, always thought Churchill said it, but no. Mm-hmm. Winston, I think, was one of those guys that I would have loved to have known and had a few drinks with. Oh, for sure. And there was no such thing as a few drinks with Winston Churchill, so... It could have got ugly. Sure. Because, I mean, you've heard the stories about, like, when he would visit the White House and they'd knock on his door. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he'd, he'd show up, you know, like, smoking a cigar and, mm-hmm. like, totally hammered at three in the morning and completely naked. <laughs> I mean, just try to get that fucking image in your head. <clears throat> That's yeah, just awesome. Yeah, if, if if we were able to, you know, have a time machine and get him on the podcast, oh. that that would probably be a podcast that 
we would just have to uh, sleep it off in the studio. Oh, no shit. There'd be oh, yeah. no going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a day later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck, what was said? We, we shall fight on the beaches. W- wake up, or, you know, kind of uh, mid-morning the next day. Is like, okay, folks, this is Winston Churchill, part two. Yeah. <laughs> Winnie, go for it. Who yeah. Doctor Who? who the mic is yours. Doctor Who, or the Doctor from Doctor Who, as uh, my daughter once corrected me. Because I called him Doctor Who. I'm like, I've yeah. only been watching the show since I was a little kid. Yeah. I should be a lot of some goddamn Get slack right here. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, see. who did he, did he visit Winston Churchill? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. what I thought. Oh, yeah, they have to be. With awesome. the Daleks. Were, the Daleks, yeah. 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 The yeah. one Dalek, yeah. yeah. That, that's when it had uh, Amy Amy Pond. Yeah, that was a good that was Ooh, a good series. I loved Amy Pond. How did you like the ending of this uh, season of Doctor Who? Okay, there were some highs and some lows, mostly let me, lows. Let me, let me just say this about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's okay. No, actually, I am too, so it's okay. okay. I'm and I will give I will give no spoilers. I think my son passed me up. He's been watching it too. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. So, anyways, I watched the first Doctor Who, and mm-hmm. I watched half of the second episode mm-hmm. of Doctor Who. I said, okay, this is like bad Douglas Adams rewrites. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm done. Oh. So I didn't watch anything else. Then I watched the two parter ending with the season finale, and I thought. Oh. This is actually pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Well, there's like a whole year or close to it in between, so I will catch all of them in between. <sighs> oh, it'll make well the the ending would make more sense because it's not you, you know it follows. You know what sequential. I like? You know one of the things I liked about the ending. Hmm. It ended. The TARDIS, no, <laughs> the TARDIS gave him a sonic screwdriver, a new yes. sonic screwdriver, yes. not not the fucking Ray Ban. This isn't a spoiler. It's not a spoiler, <clears throat> but it looked nice. It did look nice. It looked very, very nice. Very sleek. Very sleek. Modular. Very nice. Very nice. Just like the iPhone 6S. Yes. I look forward to a very nice, very nice <laughs> new Doctor Who Sonic screwdriver. I purchased. So yeah, you no, know I'll what's really that. awful is that Netflix streaming, they're the only ones that I, you know, I've, I've gotten enough documentaries and, de- you know, titles from them that they've like compiled this weird mnemonic and saying, hey, <laughs> hey, Sputnik. We we think here's here's some you know here's some things we think you'd be interested in. Check this out. So one of them was mass murders of the 20th century. <laughs> Close. Okay. Is Hitler an alien? Yeah. No, it was two. It was two. One was uh, um, okay. William F. Buckley versus uh, Gore Vidal. I watched that. I, I know, that. and it was oh, fucking awesome. Yeah. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Okay, and the other one was the Seven Dwarfs of Auschwitz. Oh, it was horrible. Oh yeah, that's about the entertainers, right? Right, the, <clears throat> the Polish Jewish dwarf family entertainers. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, you know, you know what? There's no reason you have to. <laughs> but, but the fact is, is that they said, you know, based on our your past, mm-hmm. we think <laughs> this would be something that you would like. But I, you're yeah. right. I did love the Gore Vidal. Yeah, that they were they were so wound up tight about each other. Oh it was God. amazing. Gore, you know, William F. Buckley was so used to after after Gore, Gore Vidal kind of like didn't do those interviews with him, didn't do those shows with him. William F. Buckley got oh Jesus, okay, yeah, get the other bottle out. <laughs> yeah, you know, like our listeners don't know that we're getting another bottle of Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah, there you go, there you go, fucking own it. Thor's running low. Oh. Here, pour, pour me a little a, in there, too. No, go ahead. No, you go first. I'll start you out there. Uh, <laughs> well, I might spill. Here, 
Yeah, we don't do commercial breaks on the uh, Sacred Baby Fest episode. We just kind of no, we can no, sir. Rolling. That's fine. No, sir. No, that's good. Go ahead. No, no, More? you take. No, no, no. Go. No, you son of a bitch. Just say well, stop I, or go. <laughs> You're not supposed to say, <laughs> say when. <laughs> yeah, what does that good mean? Does that mean that good? That's good. Keep going, or that's good. Stop. I don't get that. <laughs> okay, fine. On the count of three. <laughs> wait, wait. When we hit three or after? No, three? When it, no. No, I say go after and one. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> So, uh, swordfish. <laughs> hey, that's a no good pinky. <laughs> <laughs> Gore Vidal was is what was one of those guys. I just I adored his books and his commentaries and his essays and everything. But William F. Buckley was one of those people that he was so conservative, but a different kind of conservative than they have now. Yeah, he I was love an intellectual. To that guy talk. He was such an yeah. intellectual. Yeah. I mean, to him talk was you got pulled into else. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" He knew big mm-hmm. words. Yeah, he's like, "Well, you know, this would sort of pull into Soviet hegemony, i.e., yeah, <laughs> you he know, and he it. would just go on." Oh, and we should. The, we should now also. Now we have. It's going to be huge. It's we gonna should be huge. <laughs> we should also cheers to uh, uh, Chris Hitchens. Christopher Hitchens died four years ago yesterday. That's right. I wasn't oh, sure yeah. if we were going to record on and his he, actual he, death. They day. had a. They interviewed him a couple times in that uh, Gorbadal mm-hmm. documentary. Oh, that guy's Holy fantastic. Fuck! I forgot what this leprechaun come oh. tasted like. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yes. God, that kind of grabs you by the pooper. You are on a journey, not only of sight, but <laughs> <Yeah>. of mind. <laughs> or do you go blind yeah. if you drink too much? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're an hour seven. <laughs> no artificial stimulants allowed. But, yeah, I I really enjoyed it because it was like the left and the right were both equally matched, and it was just this very intellectual duel and it was it was fun to watch mm-hmm. it was a time when you yeah. actually could have political <laughs> discussions yeah. and well, it, it yeah. just seems like so yeah well like, 24 hour uh, news is kind of the death of that yeah uh, oh, dis- discussion base yeah well and then and then the debates the, this is the last GOP political debate of 2015. I'm like, thank you. I didn't even watch any of the last wow. debate. Yeah. I was I was actually yeah. at an elementary school variety show, so All I had right. better okay. things to do. I got okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to our listeners or you guys. I got a little high, <laughs> and I watched the debate. Okay, I got really high, and I watched the debate. Was it bad country or was it not bad country? <laughs> it was getting to be bad country. Okay. okay, let me let me back up a little bit. So you started to watch it. You know, you got all the formalities. And Did you like, eat all those oranges? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to throw the radio in the bathtub when White Rabbit peaks? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have to ask the maid to do it. <laughs> I didn't watch any of it. So anyway, tell us. Okay. So, you know, there's a, little, you know, a lot of falderall, blah, 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 blah. But then the big thing was Lindsey Graham. Who's exactly like, and if our listeners have not seen this movie, I highly, highly recommend it. <laughs> Another face in the crowd, or a face in the crowd with Andy Griffith. And you go, uh, but Sputnik, uh, <laughs> the guy from Salvage One, Matlock, mm-hmm. Andy Griffith, <laughs> the benevolent fascism of Mayberry. <laughs> yes, because before he did that fucking shit, this movie presaged the radical right by fucking decades. Wow. You must watch this movie. What was it called? Face in the Crowd. Okay. 
If I have seen it, I've forgotten it, but I'll have to. I'll have to maybe I'll look for a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Lindsay, refresh my memory. Lindsay Graham just kept doing this stuff. And she's like, "Well, let me tell you something, Andy. I see. <laughs> Good pie, Aunt B. I'll get my gun, Andy. Goober says, hey, and, 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 and Opie haircut, Andy. That was Floyd for all of you. Oh, who yeah. Don't. Oh, Floyd the yeah. Barber. Floyd there the was barber. something wrong with Floyd long before we it's knew. It's a great Nirvana song wow. called Floyd the Barber. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I heard of all the characters. He's the one that was most like his on-screen character. He, that was just him. Yeah. What about Otis? Yeah. He wasn't a drunk on Pennsylvania uh, Dutch. <laughs> He later became the mayor, and yeah. like they did, they did some like oh, back yeah. to Mayberry, yeah. and oh, Ron yeah. Howard was already like a big director and shit. Oh, by the way, s- small sidebar. Speaking of Ron Howard, so I was like really looking forward to that movie in the Heart of the Sea. Mm-hmm. You know, as the Thor. Moby Dick prequel. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Whatever they're trying. Thank to Thank you call for it. fucking yeah. deconstructing that. I've, I've only seen the preview, but is it going to be like the Heart of Darkness? <laughs> you know, kind of. Uh... Well, yeah, pretty much. Apocalypse Now kind well, of that's stuff. That's what I meant. I mean, that's what do you of... mean? Oh, you mean that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... Guessing, Moby but... Dick, you know, whatever. Rough yeah. cut. Sorry, rough cut. Sorry. You know, Moby Dick was the reboot. G.J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abrams the did reboot. Moby Dick. <laughs> the reboot. Yeah. I'm waiting for the reboot. Yeah, you know, Benedict, keep the Benedict Cumberbatch is the... Yeah, Doesn't look yeah. good to you. Call, well. me, well. good call to you. me Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> What, do I look like some Ishmael to you? <laughs> no. I was really looking forward to that because I had read that um, he had talked about, Herman Melville had talked about the, the Essex, mm-hmm. you know, that happened in the 1820s. And I thought, wow, it's really cool that, you know, they would make a movie about it, period, but that they would have such big names and Ron Howard directing. But they started reading some of the reviews. And I'm, so I'm thinking, you know, so basically things kind of for me are, I'm going to see this at the theater. I'm going to rent this as a DVD. I'm going to stream it. I'm going to wait till it gets to cable. <laughs> you know, it's so kind of four levels. Yeah. Wait to get to cable. That's kind of bad. Yeah, but yeah, well, that's true. But you, yeah. you pick up some shit that you got snotty about or mm-hmm. thought, hey, well, when you see that. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I told you about that movie with um, Lost River. Yeah. Lost you remember River. with um, Matt Smith, Doctor Who? Right, right, yeah. Oh, man. I haven't seen that one. That movie is so fucked up. And it's got that, that, that Irish woman. Oh, shit, she's in the movie Brooklyn now. She was in Byzantine. She's like the new hot Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. I haven't seen any of those movies, so okay. I have to... <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying to well, think Well, I'm alone on this one. Yeah, well, you the are, advantage you are. is if you, if you wait till it goes to cable, then you know all the naughty parts will be removed. Sometimes. Well, and there will be really cool swear replacements that swear are always fun. You know, the other the other day, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Sputnik and I were watching. And yeah. said, oh, Blazing Saddles is just starting. Let's see if this is edited. Right. Or not. Well, it was not. And oh, we yeah. just wow. got sucked in. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> More beans, Mr. Taggart? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you boys had enough. Mm-hmm. Gene Wilder was awesome in that too. Oh, come on. I mean, love that, that man so that's, much. That's what. Yeah. Sputnik's. That's a brilliant movie. Funniest fucking movie ever mm-hmm. made. Yeah. Blazing Saddle. I feel. Gentlemen, your thoughts? It, it was a good movie. No, not just yeah. about Blazing Saddles, about anything. 2015. Oh. The year in review. Hey. What do you think about The Sacred Baby? What do you think about Fantastic. The Zombie Christmas? I oh, love The Zombie Christmas was kind of funny. <laughs> about the Apostles' Creed. 
so so I you know for our listeners, I sent out a link to the story about the Ohio. That's that's a state within the United States. Yeah. It's spelled as it's pronounced. Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Road in the middle, Ohio. Also a Devo. Also song. Four Dead yeah. in Ohio. Right. <laughs> yes. And um He put up a so, nativity scene in his yard zombie. with yeah. zombies. Every everybody's a zombie. Yeah. And even baby Jesus. Yeah. Right. And, and people got all pissy about it. <laughs> That's oh, pretty yeah. pissy. So, of course, Victor... Like 500 fines a day? Or, well, go ahead. Yeah. What did I do? Well, they, <laughs> they, they pull Victor... out a Sydney ordinance that you can't build a structure in your front lawn. That's right. So that's what they're kind of getting them on. So Victor and Tor both <clears throat> responded separately. Victor responded with his wreath of con. <laughs> that's right. Which was <laughs> awesome. It's a wreath with Ricardo Montalban as con. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you couldn't fucking figure that out. From... Yeah. yeah. And then Tor... Sent back the Apostles' Creed and said, "Well, you know, death is mentioned quite a bit." Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah. I mean. My wife saw the wreath as she was pulling out to go do some errands, and she's like, "What the fuck is on my house?" <laughs> I just got this text. Hey, what the fuck is on my house? Hey, nice mouth, Mrs. Victor. Like, you kiss your mom with that mouth. <laughs> I usually learn that from me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and in some ways, we can be more spiritual if we're not a hundred percent. Sacrilege, or is that the right term? Sacrilegious. But yeah, mm. I've had a lot. Or of Christian. I was going to go the other way. <laughs> well, I mean, you can kind of grow in your faith more if you start challenging it in these different ways. You know, th- talking about the you know zombie uh, manger scene, or mm. you know all this other stuff. So I always love the, the and, and if if you if you're stuck in Christmas has to be only this way, only this way ever only mm-hmm. then. Then you're stuck in that little box, so you can't expand. You can't expand your mind elsewhere. You know, uh, a listener had sent an email to feedback at tankriot.com a few years ago saying, and then we should acknowledge that this is our 10th anniversary, so, you know, fuck you. You said it wouldn't last. (laughs) Well, 10 years later, (laughs) blow me. We don't know where the off button is. (laughs) It's at lunch, not launch. <laughs> His father's footsteps, footsteps. <laughs> uh, what I think it was um, white. It was like Tim mentioned white wine. Uh, the storm. No, Ooh, white I don't know wine what. in the summer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and that is like one. Of, I listened to that recently. I listened to that every time about this mm-hmm. time of year. And I got to say, that is like one of the best Christmas songs ever. And uh, so, thank you. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. Don't, I know. I didn't give out a lot of information on that one, but I love um, to mention too. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, sometimes it can get a little, um, you know, heady with the orchestra behind him and stuff. But sometimes it's just fun. No, and that's a beautiful song. I think that uh, brassy orchestral background is actually pretty awesome. Uh, you know, because I grew up with TSOP, The Sound of Philadelphia, hmm. and of course, um, TSOP. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one. I mean. TSOP, the sound of Philadelphia. Okay. TSOP. Is that a radio? No, it's a it's a disco band. The sound. Okay, of I didn't. I don't know them. I'll have to look yeah. them up. They okay. must. I'll, I'll look them up on YouTube. Well, I mean, you know, all the best disco bands. Like, Boy, it's a know. lot like Stop, but different. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Tor. <laughs> it's like the OJ's. We're really or drunk and made nanogram. Cool in the gang. <laughs> <laughs> Jungle <laughs> Boogie. <laughs> so like VO5. VO, that's a, 
No, that's like hair goo. No, the band VO5. Get out of here. Haven't you ever heard the band VO? They're a local Madison band. That's a band. local Madison band. They've been they're around for a few awesome. years. Awesome. Yeah, they're they're local. Yeah. Yeah. I've 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 seen them in concert. Well, why don't you it's incredible. like take Sputnik to a VO5 concert? Instead of just fucking talking about it and making me look like an ass. There's, <laughs> there's some Crib Shitter concerts coming up, too. They're also oh, fun. Oh, Crib yeah. Shitter. I would crib love to Shitter go to Crib Shitter. Crib Shitter and VO5 are very fun. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, Crib Shitter's awesome. All right, we'll have to check the VO5 <laughs> website or figure out where it is. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> Well, so check your Tor browser. Yeah, Luke the VO5. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, you know, since since I've been retired, I have been on the Darknet or the Tor network the onion mm-hmm. network quite a bit i gotta yeah. say it is fascinating there is just shit all over the fucking place oh yeah for sure you know and so i've been wow. i've been you know looking at a lot of the political stuff and you know just kind of looking at it all over and saying yeah that's fine uh, it seems to be a little bit uh, i don't know if i agree with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean you know i'm cherry picking as usual i mean because that's right. what i do i mean i'm not a fundamentalist in any way shape or form politically or religiously i'll i'll just well i mean religiously it's it's kind of gone but mm. there are some people that just seem like decent human beings and if they focus that through their religion that's fine but then there's others that just seem to want to kill torture maim whatever to me, I I'm just talking about Ted Cruz. Yeah, that's just Ted Cruz. <laughs> the satire yeah. website, satire, satire I mean, podcast. To me, yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, Ted Cruz, it, it's looking like he I might know. go that I way. So, yeah, he's, he's rough. Ted Cruz has got that whole religious <clears throat> stink about him. Yeah. That missionary yeah, stink. Yeah, the way yeah. he talked, there's something creepy about him, for sure. Like Jesus is, you know, touching him on the shoulder. There's some you toys like in that Carson. attic I'd like to look at. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Sheboygan yeah. recently. Ben Carson's in freefall right now, so that that's well, good, that's good. Yeah, I yeah. was I was in Sheboygan recently, and I went into two stores into the largely abandoned downtown. So Sheboygan is okay. So there there are two kind of names for Wisconsin towns, no matter how big or whatever. They're essentially either you know, some kind of weird Indian name like Oshkosh or Sheboygan or whatever. Milwaukee. Oconomowoc. Or Milwaukee, yeah, the yeah. good earth. <laughs> yeah. Or some, you know, kind of really obvious thing like Watertown. Well, there's fucking water here. <laughs> yeah. water and we're town. starting a town, so let's call it Watertown. <laughs> or right. Portage. Okay. <laughs> all right. No, all right. Oh, no, no, I got a Portage story. <laughs> I got a fucking Portage story. <laughs> all right. Which is a French verb, <laughs> as we know. Get out of the canoe and get out of the canoe and start walking. You know, pick up the furs or the canoe or both and get your fucking sorry ass moving. Canoes don't work on land. Yeah. Hey, you know, this canoe isn't going to move itself. Yeah. You got to carry it, man. Chop, chop here, Squanto. So, (laughs) anyways. So Portage, Portage has been around like since the 16 fucking hundreds and it's been diseased like ever since. I mean, it's like the Amityville horror. I mean, it's just like this dark, ugly spot. So here in tropical Madison, Wisconsin, it actually has been very tropical. In fact, even Buffalo, New York, which like by November 22nd last year had seven feet of snow, December 12th. No measurable snow. Yeah, we've got no snow. Since 1899, that is never... Yeah, but Buffalo, that is never fucking <laughs> right, yeah. I saw a little dust on the way over. Little, just 
Little, yeah, this is flakes. crazy. It's kind yeah. of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we have no snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so in Portage, it's flooding like a motherfucker. Because, <laughs> oh. you know, all the trees are dead. So, you know, the plants aren't sucking up any of the water. Yeah. The ground isn't or whatever. But it always floods up there. That's a, on It that always plane. floods up yeah, there, yeah. Right? right? I mean, fucking yeah. right? Yeah, it's always. So, I mean, we used to have mm-hmm. the levee parties where we mm-hmm. would just, you know, we would just like blast Led Zeppelin <laughs> when the levee breaks and <laughs> we'd be stoned and drunk to the bejesus <laughs> and, you know, you're just waiting for the, you know, thing to break through like, well, it doesn't matter. Like New Orleans, <laughs> basically. Anyways, so they had this story. They go, well, you know, in Blackhawk. Uh, the water, you know, it's like flooding everywhere and it's going to freeze soon. So it's like, okay, it's underwater and now it's going to be fucking ice. So there's like nothing you can do about it. So it's kind of like Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut, you know, Ice Uh Nine everywhere. And I'm thinking, this is the will of Allah. (laughs) This is God's will. Portage is is like sinking beneath the waves. Well, this is a really... You know, the fact that I said the will of Allah Allah. is probably going to be fucking flagged by the end of the You're on a list now, buddy. You know, because if... If, you if you're an Sisa? Islamic extremist, mm-hmm. you would use a capital A. <laughs> they can hear a the lot. capital A. They can hear that. Yeah. In New York, ones. they said, hey, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Close your schools. You got you got a threat? Here's, I got your threat right here. One of the problems with the... Two things. One of the problems with no snow is that when it gets really, 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 really cold, we don't have the snow cover to help insulate the ground, so you're going to get a lot of frozen pipes. So, that, I mean, that happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um... The other thing Which means I, you have to just flush your toilet constantly. Constantly, that's all we. <laughs> I pretty much do that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got some shit to hide. <laughs> you know? I got some shit I'm not really proud of. That's not a really a problem for me. So <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Hey, you want to yeah. split up the Pennsylvania Dutch? I yeah. Mean, well, just do that. I saw a good documentary the other day. Okay, yes. tell us about it. Uh, I finally saw the Kurt Cobain documentary that I wanted. Bleach? Soaked in bleach. Oh, isn't it awesome? Yeah, it's awesome. Because, you know, I was really, after I watched Montage of Heck, uh, you know, you guys all know I'm a huge fan of Kurt Cobain, but Montage of Heck was just a Courtney Love puff piece. It made Courtney Love look great, and it had some great backgrounds of him and his youth and stuff. And it was nice to see, you know, his upbringing and his parents and his family and stuff. But it really didn't explain his death at all. Well, um, no, it didn't explain his death. Uh, but 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 I, I think you're I think you're kind of looking steam- for something different. <laughs> no, you. I think you're steamrolling that a bit because Montage in Hack did two things for me. One is I thought it explained his childhood and some of the motivations and pressures he was dealing with sure. there. Plus, it had an awesome soundtrack, yeah. which was a lot of those tapes, which have been preserved and so forth. But you're right. I had a visceral response to Montage. The last, the last part of it was just like, yeah, Courtney, fuck you. Yeah, I was actually, I was depressed for a couple of days after watching Montage because I, mm-hmm. I felt like it didn't do what, it didn't do justice to his story. And no movie really could. I mean, the guy's a guy. It's like watching a Jimi Hendrix movie. You're not going to, you know, have the perfect Jimi Hendrix movie. And I'm not going to get the perfect oh, documentary no. about any of these no. guys. Exactly. But but it, it whitewashed to a point that it left me just disgusted that they didn't talk about all the problems with the death of Kurt Cobain. And so what Soaked in Bleach is, is a documentary that talks about mainly focusing on Kurt Cobain's death and doing a lot of interviews with people who were very involved um, in how they uh, processed his death as a suicide. And Tom Grant was the investigator hired by Courtney Love to keep track of Kurt Cobain. Basically, 
they talked to him a lot and they talked to um, a lot of other people who were involved in his last days. And, uh, you know, even Gus Van Sant's last days pissed me off because, you know, that just wrote wrote things off as well. So the thing, the thing anyway, about it, I loved it a lot about it was is that, you know, with Kurt Cobain, it was like the perfect place and time for murder slash suicide. Mm-hmm. You've got this home that you're starting to build, but it isn't completed. There's nobody around and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you, you could have just fucking done it either way. So, I mean, right. it introduced that question, which I think belongs there, which Montage and Heck did not do. It was kind of like, well, he just wasn't ready for fame. Right. <laughs> Montage so, and Heck, I mean, honestly, they, they ignored the fact. They, they made them look like a happy couple where he died. No, uh, he was trying to divorce her. <laughs> he was yeah. trying to leave Courtney. Yeah. And, and then shit went south. It, the day after, he said, I want a divorce. And he called his lawyer and tried to get a divorce. All of a sudden, the next day, accidental overdose with Roy Hypnol. We don't know what happened. So, I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of crazy shit that happened that was completely glossed over in Montage of Heck. Whereas yeah. Soaked in Bleach focuses on, I mean, I know his music. I know his, you know, legacy musically. That's awesome. But this is, hey, a guy died here. Why and how did this happen? And how was this mishandled? And or how was it handled? And who handled it? And and how did they deal with it? So anyway, I thought it was a great documentary that way from that perspective. Yeah. Hey, on the way over to the studio, <laughs> go. The radio had two songs, and, and then like a shitload of commercials, but. The one so- first song was uh, "Live and Let Die" by Wings. So nice, James that's a, Bond. That nice. is epic. Yeah. yeah, I really like that one. But that's that, what, that's one of the best James <clears throat> Bond songs. You know, and it's yeah. one of the best. Now you brought that up, Paul McCartney. A little things. bit later, after you're done, let's let's talk about Spectre a little bit. All right, and the second song, I can't remember which one, but it was a Nirvana song. And it rocked. I mean, it was awesome. I, <laughs> I want to know what one. <laughs> yeah, well, was, I, was, I it, was it in utero? I don't know the song because I, <laughs> I don't have my <laughs> I don't have my scorecard right here right, right now right yeah I'm I'm not as good at identifying uh, Nirvana songs uh, you know you Nirvana know, but, is but is, it was a really it was a really good one awesome and, Nirvana's uh, kind of so, like Led Zeppelin in that it's like oh okay I know the song I don't know what it's called though mm-hmm. you know what I mean and you know what was odd about it you know so I just got done listening to Ling, Wings and I'm listening to like two thousand radio commercials <laughs> and i started thinking about stuff it would be fun music it would be to play and perform and i was actually thinking about nirvana mm-hmm. and uh and then the nirvana song comes on and now we're talking about nirvana and it's like you, you know i don't think i gave nirvana enough credit no when they were you know nirvana when they first was came grunge. out i mean they really I, I were did, yeah. i did yeah, like them were, i did like them and i remember uh you know slam dancing to them at you know at the time at the various clubs and whatnot but uh uh well speaking of that we should probably acknowledge you know, the the passing very recently of scott wayland of yeah, Stone no Devil kidding. Pilots. oh yeah i loved sdp i mean they they were a good group too they yeah, were elegant they were. bachelors I'm more of a pavement guy, but I, I did appreciate that they had a great yeah. influence, and and he was a he was a great vocalist too. So yes, and, I, and I, I liked his, his vocals. He too. was a very powerful yeah, voice. Yeah, but yeah. and he was troubled from years and years ago. So yeah. this doesn't surprise anyone, mm. but it is still sad. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sorry. <clears> yeah. please, please continue. Oh no, that's all I had on that. Well, that's subject. awesome. So, but hey, if if you had more Nirvana, we can do that, or I can hit. Not really hit hit something. Tor hit something. 
Go. Another movie I saw, uh, and maybe you guys saw this already, and maybe you even talked about it already, but it was, uh, it, it was a movie, a reenactment, essentially, of the history of uh, CBGBs. Yes, uh, I saw that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It was very cool. It was pretty cool, yeah. And what does CBGB uh, stand for? Uh Country, country, tr- country, bluegrass bar, b- b- blues, <laughs> country, blues, <laughs> Co- bluegrass, country, blues, bluegrass. Yeah, something or c- country, c- country bluegrass, bluegrass blues. blues. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And then he had to. There, he actually. That's why he shortened it. goddammit. it, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> he added some other uh, words, uh, letters underneath it, essentially coming out to and other music or something. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. and he said, you know, when I started the bar. I, I predicted there would be a you know a country western bluegrass revival, and uh, turned out it wasn't in New York City; it was in Nashville. Mm. Right. And so, <laughs> and seriously, why would you fucking think yeah. it would yeah. be in New York City? The New York Dolls, Richard Howe. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, but really, it, you just didn't see that out. fucking coming. <laughs> so yeah, he starts his hey, country, right place, right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no shit. Yeah. I think he had. Ramones talking like heads, yeah. living across the street, yeah. yeah. And he just that's where I take my time machine, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, come on, right? First thing, and it was it was just crazy. I don't I don't know how accurate the movie was, but it made who it cares? Seem like it's a great place. fucking a story. Huge yeah. dive and, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it was uh, no, a no, you're right. Great movie and a good in, intro to the history of punk and uh, good follow New up wave to, and yeah, yeah, a lot. reggae influenced. New oh wave, yeah, a lot whatever. of stuff, and, and I think it was around for like thirty years, and yeah, and it got to the point people would s- seek them out to you know try to get there to play and everything. Oh so. yeah, oh, yeah. They, they, why wouldn't you? That became like the King Baker yeah. Club. You know, if you right. if you played yeah. at CBGB, you you were in. Right. Yeah. Which was weird because you know that hadn't existed for decades, really. You know, where you could go to a place and you played that, and people liked it. And that was kind of your rite of passage. They, you were sort of vetted at that point, right? You know, because I, I just got done um, reading a couple of books. One was uh, called Catch a Wave, and it was um, the story of the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The movie Love and Dreams was based on it. You know, it had Paul Dano and John okay. Cusack playing Brian Wilson at certain periods <laughs> of their life. Very interesting. Yeah, I both the movie that. and the book. And I also finished uh, One Nation Under God, which is really fascinating because it's about how corporate America in the 1930s created this whole history of America as a Christian nation and got all this, you know, kind of Christianity steamroller going when, you know, clearly the founding fathers, if you read any of their stuff, any of it, like even George Washington, even George Washington. Like when, when, you know, the Barbary pilots, uh, I'm sorry, pirates from Tripoli were starting to raid American ships and everything. Mm-hmm. And they called uh, Muslims at that period of time Mohammedans. And the ambassador from, from Tripoli said, well, you know, you're, you're probably a Christian nation and you don't really want to probably deal with us or whatever. And he goes, well, no, I mean, in no way, shape or form was America founded as a Christian nation. Okay, George fucking Washington, first president, says it's not a Christian nation. It's over. It's over. That's it. 
Done. Yeah. yeah. I stepped in that swamp last podcast, and I feel bad because now that I see the how the tide is right now in America, I figured out that like because I, I I honestly like I the stood, Reichstag is just you know well, ready to be burned. Well, the the left is regressive in a way where they're not allowed. You're not allowed to criticize things anymore because the right is so bigoted right uh, now. That, uh, Victor, that, Victor, when you, when you say <laughs> the left is regressive, i.e., pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's sexist, though. I don't think you're allowed to say that either. Wait, PC PC does not stand for pussy crushing. Look, South Park, the most brilliant season ever. I'm halfway through it. Yeah, I'm yeah. halfway through. Oh, what it, the and I fuck! Love, I love PC principle. I mean, oh. but it, it shows what's going on. But but I was I was criticizing Islam in a way, and and I realized <laughs> a in bit. the last podcast. A little bit. Well, no, a lot because I I don't I don't respect the religion, but I love the people who love it in peace and are peaceful neighbors. And then when Trump came out after our podcast and was like, "I'm going to ban all Muslims from America," <laughs> I'm like, "This tide is getting weird," and people are starting to say ridiculous yeah. things. And maybe it's not okay for me right now. Maybe I should be quieter about how I I don't think that, you know, gays should be stoned and women should wear, you know, nabiks and hijabs and hide themselves. The you know, and, and, you know, the same day we recorded, some poor gay kid was pushed off a building to his death for being gay. You know, all that stuff was in my head about and, – and this is just in Saudi Arabia. You know, this is just basic – you know, this is Saudi Middle Eastern Arabia. Muslim behavior, not modern American or modern Australian or modern Look, European Muslim behavior. So anyway, I was like, Ugh, the news you, is just all dark. Get I got to be quiet about it. If you want to get American <laughs> boots on the ground, shouldn't be Iraq. It shouldn't be Syria. It shouldn't be Iran. It should be the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. This is where this fucking virus started and spread. When the first caliphate ended in 1923, Wahhabism just flew out of that right. fucking peninsula, and it's been powered by petrodollars ever since. I know. I was hoping yeah. the climate uh, discussion. I, ho- I I keep hoping that in some way we'll start moving forward on some green power and moving away from the oil money so that we can stop funding that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether or not war would. I, I don't know what's the fastest way to sort well, but, of... But, you, but mod- keep in mind, like, 30% of... 37% or so of our oil actually comes from Canada and other, you know, non-Muslim, you the know, nations. The tar sands. So, yeah. yeah so yeah. The cocoa and tar so, sands in Alberta. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just... Yeah. I don't like that we're all oil-dependent. Well, at least the, the Keystone Pipeline was defeated, but that's only because they could move it a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they're going to run it through Wisconsin with, exactly. like, a, one that's four times bigger or something Just like, like the that. heroin coming in from... Marseille to Canada through Wisconsin. Yeah, and there's a huge heroin epidemic. We're, yeah, we're we're yeah. well. That's that's not but, just because of the heroin that's always come through Wisconsin, but because of the opioids. Right. The doc, people getting uh, you know for legitimate reasons they're getting on a opiate prescriptions and then no, they, then they get hooked. I'm not talking about legitimate reasons. I'm talking about kids. Well, just go, you know, going through their bougie parents, you know, mother's little helpers. Yeah. And finding- well, there's, there's different ways. Yeah. That that people get into it and then they realize the heroin is cheaper. So they get into heroin. Well, it's more available. Certainly. Yeah. You know. So, hey, kids, this- kids stay in school. <laughs> yeah. Stay in school. There's one more thing I want to be- say about CBGBs. Oh. The, oh, I'm sorry, Tori. We I, no, I didn't CBGBs. mean to. to no. I mean, we oh, no, kind of no, went. No, 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 that's okay. Oh, no, I didn't I, mean I, to. I kind of thought of this a- after I had said the other stuff. All right. But uh, uh, the guy who started it, his name was, I think, 
Hilly Krieger? Is that it? I'm not I sure know, I got his last I, name I right. I believe it was Teddy the Wonder Lizard. Teddy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. But anyways, for, for he, first first name, he went by Hilly. <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, I'll remember but, that. But what's really inspiring about the, this movie is uh, he's really not a wonder tra- lizard. He, 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 he's, he's not a lizard in the traditional sense. Well, he, he's not trying to really enrich him. himself yeah. through this whole process, even though he has... You know, he's trying to make money, but his primary focus is just helping people, helping these bands get going and everything. He seemed to be more of an artist than... He, he, he's not, not an artist in the sense that he could play anything. Yeah, he's very but, generous, and he's helping yeah. out street people, giving them jobs in the neighborhood and stuff like that. It's just came across as really a wonderful person, and uh, I just thought that was a, you know, a good positive you know human interest story is like you know you don't have to be this perfect kind of uh nice and clean helping people be you know wonderful person this is a guy that did a punk bar in like the worst neighborhood and wasn't exactly that polished himself he was kind of you know a rough character but yet he was um helping people and uh Although he knew how to, he he befriended a local gang to uh, help protect the the bar and all that well, other you'd, stuff. You'd, you'd fucking have to. Yeah, you, I mean, right. You have to. He did what was yeah, necessary. In the 70s. Right. That that's what I'm saying. It was like an artist colony. Is really what it was in the middle of of, of the 70s recession. Right. And all the gang shit. Yeah. And all the destruction. That that's went on. what I'm saying. He's he wasn't real polished super clean charity guy you, you know that you might think of as uh, your your textbook textbook good person right. you, you know nice person he he was a rough character yet he he really went out of his way to help a lot of people and i think that's kind of inspirational you yeah. know that's no, that's you're right you, you don't have to be you're right you know even if you're in a really rough terrible situation you can aspire to be a good person that really does a lot of good and you don't know you might end up with the next CBGB. Just keep in mind. So, yeah. Uh I don't I'm not going to name the church but I think it was in Minneapolis but there was a church. Did you hear about the church where the pastor <laughs> was shoveling the homeless people off the steps of the church and kicking them off the property? Oh, no, right. that, yeah. that was right here in Madison. Was that in Madison? That was St. Paul's. And they oh, right downtown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Shoot. Okay. Yeah, where he and they're under a multi-million dollar renovation anyway. I know. And so Thank you. On Thank renovation you. And he's kicking well, them off the steps. Victor, wow. Victor, as long as we're talking about this, <laughs> oh, let's talk about something that we've religious. done a podcast right. on that I think was somewhat <laughs> uh-huh. pointed. Okay. And the point of that podcast was Mother Teresa is a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Mother Teresa is a horrible person. And now right. there's a movie out, The Letters. Yeah. I love you, Mother Teresa. I, you did so many good things. I just about barfed when I Fuck saw that you. trailer. I was in Fuck the theater you. and I saw that trailer and I was like, oh, God, yeah. Hitch. Hitch would be rolling yeah. in his grave. You want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think her cover's pretty well blown. I think, uh, you know. The next Sith Lord. Anyone. Oh, oh. <laughs> she was the one that had the uh, laser. I can't think of the name. Um, you know, on a sword. You know, the. The hilt lightsaber. The hilt. The Thank hilt. you. Yeah. The, the laser hilt. The laser uh-huh. hilt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The laser hilt. But I, I love that aspect of. And you don't know you don't know the last name of the Sith Lord or I yeah. am so excited. It could yeah. mean anything. It could mean anything. So so yeah, Return of the Jedi was in nineteen eighty three and I've been waiting 
ever since then to see this movie. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. didn't know they were going to do prequels. I mean, there was all this murmuring at the time, like in the 80s. Like, oh, they're going to do prequels. Yeah. No, it was but established then that murmuring on, died away. on the playground. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I think about I remember fifth grade. the rules were to decide. Okay. Fifth grade. It, it, <laughs> when I was in, uh, you know, up central Wisconsin, that, that was it was established. Someone read an article. Mm-hmm. Someone on the playground read an article and there was going to be three prequels and then the three movies. No, and I, then, I, I heard the same after. shit, man. Yeah. But I mean, they've, they've had to work this out yeah, you know, over the decades. Yeah, forever. Now, yeah, I was a little bit more mature when, than when you guys saw Jedi mm-hmm. and when I saw Jedi. And, yeah. and when I saw the Ewoks, I was thinking, yeah, the big party at the end. I could have been just like. You know, taking a piss out in the forest of Endor, mm-hmm. and I'd be pissing all over an Ewok, and I'd be thinking, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was a little bit disturbed by why are there teddy bears in my Star Wars that movie? That fucking pissed me off. Yeah. I mean, Jesus but Christ! My brother, who was six years younger, that would be he, the amazing. He loved them. Yeah, you know. I, well, well, we're, I'm we're still not pissed gonna, at George but, for yeah. removing that Ewok dumb song. I mean, if you're gonna have Ewoks, yeah, you, you better the have the dumb song. The yib yes. yib, whatever that stupid song is. But he, he changed it to add prequel video, and that just, that still bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, uh, <laughs> That's very specific. It, it's very specific. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if he's changed. Every little thing he changes just annoys me more. <laughs> I wonder if he changed American Graffiti. That was my Graffiti favorite yet. South Park. Yeah. yeah, go change American Graffiti. We love that. <laughs> you know, change a license plate. American Graffiti just blew. <laughs> Maybe hey. he'll have like uh, just just cruising down the street with all the hot rods. Just be like a land speeder. <laughs> there you go. Please. There you go. Pod racer. <laughs> Normalize the stink. I like that phrase. Yeah, that's got- that's going to be my new presidential phrase. Normalizing the stink, twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more depressing thing before we turn the corner, guys. Okay, fine. <laughs> if you really feel you have to. Congress slipped CISA into a budget bill. Okay, yeah. Did you see that one in Wired and, yes. and all the tech news articles? Mm-hmm. CISA's going to pass, whatever, that cybersecurity what's, bill. What's, oh, cybersecurity? Yeah, it's the way that they oh. can link uh, corporations to the NSA more easily to monitor everything everyone does. Right. Come on, give us uh-huh. a back door yeah. or we'll fucking <clears throat> There's no way they'll catch these off. terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they can't catch terrorists with just all the open air channel things they do on PlayStation, Facebook, <laughs> all the other Xbox, yeah. you know, all the yeah. channels there. Yeah, that, that couple was communicating on Facebook through direct message. That's the kind of thing the NSA would have had their hands on anyway. So asking for encrypted data on all Americans is fucking bullshit because yeah. they don't need it. They right. could have caught these guys easily based on the current data they're currently yeah. collecting that's if currently not doing any had fucking the good. Right. analytics or whatever. <laughs> the but, huge pile right. of data that they're collecting. It's, yeah. it's, it's like when, when Donald mm-hmm. Trump said, oh, we should have a Muslim database. Yeah. Okay, so from 2001 <laughs> on, you've just been collecting every yeah. fucking thing. You're collecting haystacks and you're looking for a half a needle. Exactly. You know, that's the thing. You can't just find the algorithm yeah. and, you, and you can get yeah. it. They'll get yeah. everything. So, so, so once you identify them, what are you going to do? Make them wear like uh, moon patches on their right. clothes, like you know the stars of David that the Jews had to wear. You know pieces of flair. Yeah. Well, you know the not... Germans made the Jews wear <laughs> oh, pieces of flair. Is that star of David the only flair you want to wear? <laughs> you want to do the bare minimum? <laughs> yeah. You know it's good. But there's a TV commercial I think going it makes around. Fun to choke on with the. <laughs> <laughs> they have a uh, where everyone is hiding everybody's Christmas present. <laughs> so, like, the Christmas present for the kid is in the vegetable drawer of the refrigerator because the kid will never look there. 
the Christmas present for the the dad is in the uh, cleaning closet because he's never going to go in there. Oh my god! And then of course, you know, so it just goes on and on. But uh, the the point being. That's like the NSA. It's like those, all these places, they're just not going to look. And people can just do whatever yeah. they want. Well, oh, we should have checked social media. Yeah, you yeah, should have fucking yeah. checked social media. But, but that's the thing is they there's no way they ever could because any new video game is going to have a chat system. And that chat system will sure. technically be new. There's no way they're going to have real-time operations catch that. Right. I don't care right. what kind of omnivore program So every using, time a new video game yeah, comes out, boom. they're going to have to hire a new guy. Okay, your your job is to play Fallout 4 24-7. Total <laughs> you know? security. You knob. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Total security is totally ridiculous. So there's, it's impossible yeah. to achieve. Well, that, but, but, that, but that's Paul Ryan point. and those guys in Congress put it in there to maintain the cyber security deal. And, and you know Obama's going to fucking rubber stamp this because that guy's been pro-NSA the entire time he's been president. Yeah. So whatever, we're, we're, we're going to be stuck with it. So it's it's like a it's it's what they did with the Patriot Act. They snuck it in on oh. something else, and then it's there, and there's no getting rid of it. It's on the omnibus. The federal budget relies on this passing. So if this doesn't pass, then you know it's that whole budget crunch bullshit that costs us billions of dollars every time they fail. The fact but anyway, that's you, the last you, thing I wanted to say. That you was brought up Paul Ryan, <laughs> and you know, the fact that he's Speaker of the House scares uh, yeah. me in and of itself. I mean, that's but like it's a death sentence to his political career. You know, I'd like to think, <laughs> but yeah. it's... Ask Newt Gingrich. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, who was... Newt Gingrich more or less, like, destroyed himself through sheer arrogance. Yeah, and, and then he's still you, not completely gone. And I mean, then you had you had John Boner, you know, Mr. Uh, Oompa Loompa. I just started crying because I love America so much. <laughs> but he was never, like, far enough to the right. But Paul... Paul Ryan, first runner-up in the Eddie Munster look-alike contest, and I'm sure a lot of you don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. Well, fuck you! <laughs> Are you talking about werewolf Eddie Munster? Or? <laughs> Paul Ryan grew a beard. I mean, he's totally oh, on that. Yeah. Man. He's on that oh, werewolf stuff. Oh, yeah. He yeah. is. <laughs> but he's got that widow's peak. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know the widow's peak? Uh, and he's a big follower of Ayn Rand. Oh, yeah, for Ayn. sure. Yeah. He's the guy who used Social Security to pull himself up after his dad died, but wants to pull the ladder up so no one else gets Social Security help. I just don't want right. the Untermensch to yeah. have the same rights that I have. <sighs> so, yeah. That's, but just so that scares me. Maybe on a more positive note. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. If you can find that in all this shit. UW basketball, as long as you're talking about Bo Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> we'll talk about Bo, Bo Ryan. Ryan. Retired today from UW basketball. Good for him, man. Guys, so, I have no idea about UW basketball or Bo Ryan, but right. I've been reading his name a lot lately. Bo Ryan. He's a nice guy, apparently. Just, just pretend I'm international. His, his dad is, yeah. his <laughs> no dad is dying of brain about. cancer, mm-hmm. and he wanted to actually retire at the end of the last basketball season. Which, Was it his dad or, or the uh, guards, the assistant coach's dad? Trying to understand. Because I think... <laughs> well, now we don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for introducing that fucking confusion. <laughs> well, I, think it, I think it was... I am your father, the, Luke. <laughs> I think it was because the assistant coach's dad was dying that he couldn't... Bo Ryan couldn't retire right away because the assistant couldn't take over. And he over. didn't have experience, so, and he didn't want to just throw him into the pit, so... Well, while his dad was dying. So he waited for right. the dad to die, and yeah. now the... And now he's had so, some experience, and so now he's he's bowing out. Yeah, so the assistant's right, going to take over for Fine. the rest of the year. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, and then they're going to then they'll depending on how the assistant does, though, they may look for look well, at other people. You know, so old guy retires. Right 
But anyway, <laughs> old guy retires. Yeah, old, old local guy retires. You know what I mean? Like, okay, great. Bo's retired. Right. All you got to know is uh, here. Bo steps down. Yeah. Front page. Badger sports fans. I'm sure someone's framing that. Are, are liking Bo Ryan. Lots of good stories about Bo Ryan, and and so he's retired. That that's the end of the news story. All right. Good. Right. Yeah. Packers not in the playoff. Brewers. Packers no, are. Packers, the Packers are. Packers should. Packers are. Are on the route for the okay. playoffs. They're, yeah. But they're not. They're not. They shouldn't. They shouldn't really win. <laughs> well, I'm not expecting. You're gonna a have good to wild card run. this son of a bitch. Pa- to Packers. The point if they everybody plays well, which they have that done very few times this in... season, they've got a shot. The um, they are division leaders at the moment, so they. they I gotta say, the, the last game was very fun. The last game against the Cowboys, watching America's team. Yeah, but the Cowboys, the Cowboys that's, lose. That's like screwing a dead oh, whore. Oh, sure, sure, but we got beat yeah. by Detroit this year. So I mean, there are teams that we well, should be only, beaten that's by. Only, that but, that's but that's only because beat Detroit our, our fucking with, field with goal most, kicker shank. I know, I know. I yeah, know. but we beat Detroit in Detroit with the most awesome hail mary ever. That yeah. was incredible. Oh my god! Oh my god! I beautiful. I was like moved. Yeah, I was watching that and and I just got excited and the hands dogs went nuts because you know. Oh my! Yeah. They didn't understand why I was making. My wife noise. was asking me in the morning. She said, "What happened?" I said, "We won." She said, "I didn't know what happened because you weren't cheering. You were like laughing your head off." I've never <laughs> seen a fucking pass like that in my yeah, life. I was just—I yeah. was so flabbergasted. I couldn't uh, believe we won like that. Yeah, <clears throat> it was super fun. That was, was a very fun game. So so far so good. Packers. Yeah. It's yeah, been a Packers. very Packers. on and off season. <laughs> pa- they, they, they That's all we're going to say. Packers. Is my feeling. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Packers. I mean, what, what gets me. <laughs> I, I went to the Chicago game in Green Bay and I sat in the rain the whole time. And we were on the uh, first and eighth and we had four shots at the end zone, only eight yards away yeah. from the end zone. And we couldn't complete a pass. Yeah. And then you go to Detroit and launch it from. That was an unbelievable like 60 throw. Plus you, know, you launched it like from Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah and it, no shit. <laughs> it's like any, somewhere in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, he completely passed. Oh my god, I couldn't. I couldn't. Throw I watched like that. that over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, I watched the crowd. That reaction. was the most ungodly pass. <laughs> yeah, Brett yeah. Favre never made a fucking no. pass like that. <laughs> Not like that. Well, very never. few quarterbacks ever have. No, that was uh, that kind was of a once in a that was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, that was. That was uh-huh. Yeah, Jesus. Hey, oh, we've completely lost our... our... <laughs> no, that was great. No. That was perfect. Another wonderful yeah. thing that I thought happened this year Go. was uh, With Bob and David aired on Netflix. It was only like four episodes. They were only a half hour long, but... You know, you guys know I'm Mr. Show. So I should show. check him out. Yeah. I haven't hit him yet. I've Mr. seen him. Mr. Show was one of my favorite shows of all time, and it was nice to see those guys back again, all those characters back. I started laughing yeah. my ass. Yeah. I've seen every one of them, and they were awesome. It went so Mr. fast. Show, Mr. Show was one of those things where you would watch it. Oh, man. And you just kind of felt like, oh, my God, what did I just watch? That was like a satire maelstrom. Yeah. I think it's the flow. It's the flow from yeah, skit really to the other was, skit. To yeah, the other exactly. Skit. It's it reminds like boom, you of like boom, boom, slacker, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, uh, the film by Richard um, Linklater. Linklater. Yeah. So I mean, it's that flow of a film that really gets me and exactly. makes it makes it fun. And those guys do such a great job. And then my daughter is currently binging on Breaking Bad. 
Oh really? Oh jeez, yeah. that's oh. good. Oh, I'm very happy. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you how happy I am. You You're know, like the only parent that would be happy that your daughter's watching Breaking Bad. Absolutely thrilled. <laughs> absolutely thrilled. Because you know, if it were my if it were my younger daughter at this age, I don't think she has the mentality where she can understand the filmmaking aspect of it. Oh, but not your younger. Daughter. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, that's no, no, no. Yeah, Godzuki. You know, you're just a little bit shy you know, of Breaking Bad. Yeah. You don't understand. There's some Daddy, kids. How come he killed him? How come he melted him in a big bucket? Okay. What? There's some. Why kids, did he do that? There's some kids when they're <laughs> ten, you know, they're ready for something, no, and there's no. some kids at ten that you know are not ready for something. No, I totally you know what I mean. Like. No. I'm not saying my oldest daughter is uh, in her teens now. The Viking, and the yeah. Viking princess, she's ready for this. Yeah, I think she, she understands totally the, gets the theme. Yeah. Um, but I know that when my younger daughter is this age, I will not be encouraging her to seek this out no, because her. No, no. I know her outlook, and I know that she like we watched Fantasia. <laughs> I probably uh-huh. I told you this last time, and she started crying because a cartoon dinosaur started killing another cartoon dinosaur. <laughs> and I'm like, you are too sweet. <laughs> how, how did she feel about the night on Bald Mountain sequence? <laughs> yeah, no, that was. That was horrifying to her. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, a lot of tears. You over go from Fantasia. like the dancing hippos to the, you know, it's yeah. like, oh my God. But my point is. Um, no, you're right. The, the Viking princess would totally. She's she's yeah, hooked. She's halfway through season two. But Vince Gilligan, um, I really enjoyed uh, watching Better Call Saul as well. And it's very it nice good. to see Bob Odenkirk, Kirk, one of my favorite comedians. You know, he and David Cross. He is so underappreciated yeah, in so many ways. wonderful. And then, uh, not not to mention um, Mike, um, the the guy who plays his dad, who yeah, is in Spinal Tap, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's fantastic in that as well as the brother. So, Better Call Saul is a wonderful series, and I can't wait till season two starts. What next year? I think mm-hmm. uh, early. Uh, but but, gentlemen, you realize what's, that. what's coming up? You know, this January and February. Hmm. Uh, new season of Archer. Ah, <laughs> the greatest animated series ever. Does well, you know, I, I would say that, but no, Rick no, it's not better than Rick and Morty. It's not better than Rick and Morty. Mm. I would have said that years ago, but yeah. I, I don't feel that it's true now. Uh, but still, yeah. great. Okay. Uh, Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, I keep wondering when Come that's going. And Sherlock should be happening at some point, too. Sherlock. Um, They'll do a one-episode season. Last. <laughs> Maybe two episodes. Part of it's the last BBC. season of Helen Wheels. I, I I lost track of that one completely. Man, that is like one of the <laughs> ugliest fucking shows ever. Yeah. Sputnik, have you watched any of these shows where they're trying to, I don't know, it's like searching for Hitler, trying to figure out if he really died. Hunting for Hitler Hunting, is what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I have, The Oracle has spoken. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm aware of it, but I have not watched him because I dismiss it completely. Yeah, I watched <laughs> part of the sh- one show, but yeah, okay. I don't know if I... For this reason. Hitler was actually my age <laughs> when he died in the bunker. And he did die in the bunker. And the reason that Skull had female DNA was because it was so burned. So the DNA was mm. somewhat modified. People people mm. don't understand that DNA can be modified. If okay. you if you put a body in a a certain type of ground with a certain type of moisture, it can actually change the blood type. So the body goes in mm. as an O, comes out an A. Mm. Um, if you put a body into an abandoned car and it's sitting in the sun, it can change eye color. You know, it's like all these different kind of things. Wow. 
But well, you know, obviously with you know, guy who who ate cyanide, potassium cyanide, and then shot himself, the Soviets were really focused on getting Hitler. They found him. Stalin had the skull as like part of his desk set accessories for a number of years. You know, when you burn something, it changes the DNA too. So it's like, oh, well, it looks like a female. No, no, Hitler died because he was, he had, because of his doctor, Dr. Morell, who had been giving him this insane chemical cocktail for fucking decades. One of the things that people don't understand is that, um, you were talking about Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and of course, the main chemical of choice in Breaking Bad meth. is meth. Meth mm-hmm. was found in the 30s. It was given to the entire German military before the war even started. Wow. Yeah. And people kept thinking, well, how 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 come they can cover so much territory? How come they can be doing this? How come they can be doing that? How can they be... Flying so many sorties, how can they be doing, you know, the tanks moving, the infantry, blah, blah, blah. Well, the only thing they found different in their, you know, kit was meth. <laughs> wow. They, this this um, Dr. Morell gave Hitler meth one time, and he ranted at Mussolini for over two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing that audio of Hitler, like, talking in his normal voice. Because mm-hmm. all you ever hear of Hitler is him screaming at the his lungs you know right. but in this audio he's just having a normal conversation about you right. know plans and operations i'm like oh my gosh he sounds more scary when you hear him just talking in a normal voice but if you if you look yeah. at the 1936 berlin olympics footage the unedited stuff the stuff that hit the floor his hand was shaking even then mm-hmm. so less than 10 years later there's again footage where his hand is just completely shaking. Oh yeah, he wasn't in good he health. He had Parkinson's and he was just, he was dying. It's like yeah. Lincoln or Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. Mm. They never would have made it through another fucking term. You know, so if you could fly Hitler to wherever the Antarctic or right. wherever yeah, he, the moon, he or, wouldn't have lasted that long in South no. America. If, if he and did Lincoln go wouldn't have either, and JFK wouldn't have either. He he was a very they were yeah, all very JFK sick men. JFK had Addison's. I, had I, Addison's was, I wasn't aware mm. Lincoln was ill. What did he have? Lincoln had so many things it wasn't even funny. Yeah, I think the okay. bullet was the biggest problem. Well, yeah, the bullet was the biggest problem, but he he would not have survived another term. And remember, back in those days, you could do a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh right. term. If yeah. you I think the to. biggest conspiracy about Lincoln is that uh, his assassin might have lived for longer than we all suspect his assassin might have right. lived. Right. I mean, and that's an interesting and intriguing conspiracy. It thing. is. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I never bought into the Hitler yeah. uh, one. But I'm always surprised, right. like with uh, Osama bin Laden and with Hitler, that uh, there isn't some means of trying to keep the remains not not just as proof but also as proof you know there's this idea that you know kill him burn him whatever but well once he's dead you think think there'd be some kind of totem the hitler uh, saddam connection is actually easier to find simply because you have to remember that at that period of time the 20s the 30s the 40s fascism was really on the rise so it wasn't just something that happened in Nazi Germany. 
there were a lot of other countries that had fascist movements as well, Mm -hmm. and they also had fascist leaders. So there were fascist Muslim leaders that met with Hitler from Iran and Egypt and so forth, and they were like the direct you know, descendants to Saddam wasn't really a fascist so much as he was just a military strongman. He was just a thug. Mm. You know, he he's one of these people like Pete Rose, you know, Pete Rose did this, you know, tearfully, I just want to make peace with baseball. And it's like, yeah, well you fucked baseball right up the ass <laughs> and baseball is not going to forgive you. Like they did yeah. Ty Cobb and, you know, so many other people before you. It's like, yeah. Yeah. There was a yeah recent ruling on that. They said, "No, come on, no, Pete. You're still gambling. Pete, We're not, you're, you're not in yet. <laughs> you're a douche." Yeah. <laughs> it's and that's the thing is is that um, fascism is it's not something that just wears a swastika or a black shirt or whatever. It's something that takes years to institute, and it can take many faces. It can be religious. It can be political. I mean, Stalin, is that communism or is that red fascism? I mean, just by another name. Do you want to take like the Mustafa of Egypt as, well, yeah, he's just, you know, extremely religious. No, he wanted to kill every Jew that came into Palestine. So, no, I mean, fascism is is one of those things that it takes years to get you comfortable with it. But then after a certain point, it's like you look at the Germans and you say, well, like there's been several books written. Like one of them that I remember reading years ago was Hitler's Willing Executioner, Executioners. And it talks about how Germany hated the Jews, Juden, Judenhaus, for, for many, many centuries. It's true, and you can certainly make that case. But the fact is that... Fascism, whether it's directed at a particular group or just kind of generally like ISIS or ISIL Mm. or whatever. Look, fascism can take many faces. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. (laughs) But, but, you know, in another sense, it's sort of like America has been a failed political experiment for centuries. If you want to get it onto a different tract, a new tract, then you got to start thinking for yourself. you got to start analyzing what's being said and how many times and blah, blah, blah. You have to fucking pull yourself up by your own panties. <laughs> and that's really what it comes down yeah. to. Look, 2016 is a fucking significant election. And I know... What a goddamn clown show. There is nobody I want to vote for except for Bernie, but I only want to vote for Bernie because he would piss off the most people. Yeah, I, I know. And the three systems of yeah. government, it's kind of like even if someone like Bernie is elected the president, he wouldn't have any room to do anything no, because no, there'd be no. a Republican but it's, legislature but it's fine. and blah, blah, blah. No, it would be fine. And I think the whole country would survive and it'd be awesome to have someone in power. But who will actually the country survive? Cares. Not just because Bernie's elected, but. You know, you know, you you just sort of take it for granted that America will survive or that, you know, with climate change or whatever, certainly we're seeing a lot of this. And here's another thing, too. El Nino. Oh, you know, we're seeing all this shit because of El Nino. 
Not because of climate change, not because 2015 is the warmest year ever on record. Yeah. Ever. Well, well El Nino yeah. is actually pushing us into like uh, having less moisture and it is pushing the warmth up but in our, our area. ocean currents are oh, controlled sure. by sure. the climate change Absolutely. and the redistribution of moisture. Absolutely. And yeah. Absolutely. Salinity and everything else. Yeah. It's a different, different year from a... Uh, uh, a climate change El Nino versus just a regular yeah. non-climate change Look, El Nino. The little ice age only meant that global temperatures dropped two degrees for about 500 years. Right. And that changed a lot of world history. Yeah, all of all of science is understanding that we got to move forward and, and deal with climate change. But all of the Republican Party is currently saying that it isn't something that's I, I think every single one of them but i i might be wrong is pretty much not saying climate change is important you know <laughs> and that's okay that's okay well, well yeah you know we don't have to solve world's problems tonight well i think ronald reagan admitted climate change was a problem but you know we're, we're ronald the, reagan the gop went far, far <laughs> right i i'm going to challenge you on that tour and when did he All say right. that I don't have it in front of me, but let's have that be a, a fact we're going to verify by the next episode. All right. Back. All right. Ronald Reagan on climate change. I'll write the notes here. Uh, Thor's so been fastidiously writing for Well, I mean, ages. I know they passed a lot of agreements in Paris, yeah. but, you know, unless you enforce these fucking things, and like, you know what no, they, and they, they found they out they a few don't. months ago is that China was burning, like, way more coal than they said they were. And, oh, how do we know that? I don't know. Maybe the pictures from the fucking Beijing Olympics? <laughs> maybe the red alert. Yeah, yeah. The red the alert where that, you yeah, have to Beijing, wear a mask and shut down the city. Mask. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, but look, can't, but, we, can't I mean, we just have a good old-fashioned Christmas special? <laughs> Here's the gold diggers. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I still haven't watched a very Murray Christmas. I, I'm, I, I did. You've probably seen it, but I really, that's going to go on. Don't. I just wanted it in the background. I just no. want to see some silliness no. in the background. No, don't do it. It's it not fun? It fucking blows. It fucking uh. blows. You know what it's like? <clears throat> Rock the Casbah. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I guess I'll just turn on Stripes or maybe Caddyshack. Maybe that's the best go-to. I need some Bill Murray in my life. That's all I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> you gotta have some Bill Murray in your life. I've been looking forward to that. I just you... might have to pull up the Elf Christmas. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Do you have any more Point Beer? Yeah, there's Point Beer. All right. Well, you know, while you go get me one, oh. I'll, I'll just I'll just be talking. You'll um, you'll tell us. All I'll, right. I'll tell a story. Tell us. I'll tell I'll tell, tell I'll tell a fucking Yuletide story. You know, Christmas for me. Well, all right. To me, the axis of evil has always been Thanksgiving. <laughs> Through Christmas, you know, after Christmas, you know, Boxing Day on to New Year's, it's really not been a problem. In fact, you know, it's fine. But, you know, from Thanksgiving on to Christmas, you just do what you can to survive. Thank you so much, Victor. And I th oh, God, did you see this in the news, too, by the way? We've we've just decided. Okay, we're not. Oh no, I mentioned that earlier in the podcast about Assad. Yeah. We're not going to re do regime change. No, we're not good at regime change. You know, <laughs> you know why? Because in World War II, we took two over two fucking years. In 1943, we sat down and said, "Okay, if we take over Germany, what are we going to do with it?" And it worked. Not yeah. uh -huh. not all the time, but it did. Yeah, you know. In Japan, we. We let him keep the emperor. 
this because it worked better. So I wouldn't you, have. Well, <laughs> I would have hung the son of a bitch up and said, look at that. Yeah. Now look at your shoes. Think about what you did. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I mean, uh, the point is, I'm you, so you, confused. You, you got, you got to do what works for the situation. Right. Exactly. It's Sometimes, not always clean and neat. Sometime war's bad. Okay. Soon. <laughs> Sometime soon, I I think we should actually have a policy for things that don't necessarily deal with the 50 states. In other words... Foregin? Foreign... Foregin. Policy. Foregin. Things that, like the rest Foregin of the world... Foregin policy. Yeah. Foregin policy. <laughs> are you saying there's other things that are out there that are, imp- that are important that are not... The United States? I believe that to be true, Tor. Brondo, wow. it's what the plants crave. Profound. <laughs> it's got electrolytes. It's what the plants crave. <laughs> I'm not sure you're being ethnocentric enough. You mean toilet water? <laughs> From the toilet? Water? Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, my God. We this have, su- we have gone it- up our own asshole so far. It's Wait, not even funny. This would imply some type of empathy for other people. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if that's acceptable Old, in this country. Older cultures and reason and philosophy, that's that's retarded. <laughs> Must be a communist. Yeah, you communist. <laughs> Oh. Ah, fuck! Merry I don't know. Christmas, Merry, yeah. yeah, sacred baby, yeah, sacred baby, so, yeah. Well, I got some music I want to play for you guys as part of the Sacred Baby Festival. All right, and I don't know if we're done telling everyone everything wrong in the world. I don't know. No, we can't. We can't fucking leave it like this. How do we yeah, leave well, it? We could I don't all know. Sing a song or something. That's... I would like to sing a song. I would all like right. to sing a song. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it better not be. Better... All right, go for it. <laughs> well, now you fucking say that. I can't think of a song. Oh. I, you know, all I can think of is is probably my favorite Christmas carol, "Sacred Baby Carol." <laughs> By ACDC, a mistress for Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if I can do the harmonies for that one. <laughs> I can try. Oh, come on, come on! We can't, we can't, we can't end it on this. All right, well, let's find a high note. Yeah. All right. Don't fucking. I, I bark found a new album I really me. like. I found a, really, a new album, uh, Proto Martyr. Have you oh, heard that of them? Have nice. you heard of them? Proto Martyr, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it's it's like the Beekeepers got really really old and wrote really darker stuff, and I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> I went to check the liner notes wow. to make sure it wasn't um, Nick as the singer because the guy sounds a lot like the Beekeepers singer Nick uh, Weitro. It's not, it's not, but it's it's still very very good. I kind of wish it was Nick because it sounds in that genre, and I really enjoy them. Um, Pontiac 87 might be my favorite song. Great album. Cool. By Proto okay. Martyr. That's fine. Tor? Yeah. All right. I just... Uh, uh, Anything good happened lately, Tor? Tor? Just... Good happened. And I got, my, my program ran at work. That worked. That's cool. Yeah. And it worked because I had a relaxing lunch break. <laughs> you know, 
So he took a pass. Yeah, it's it's not personal a, errands day time. It it's it's not about always nose to the grindstone. Sometimes you got to no. just step back. That's right. Yeah, it's not always about strength through joy. You just yeah, have to fucking so, move on and just you know right. Realign yeah. your thinking and hap- be a happy fart and just you know a happy fart. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I want to get that as a tattoo. <laughs> Happy fart. Just put a little cloud around the word happy. Yeah, happy <laughs> fart. I do. My I, happy yeah. fart tattoo. Happy fart. Yeah. So, yeah. The father, son, and the happy fart. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds a little... That sounds like someone oh, could no, get no, we just... Oh, you know... That's incestuous. Yeah. Why do, you, why do you have to take a big steaming dump Gutter mind. Uh, gutter mind. Sacred yeah. Baby Festival. Just feeling good about the season. Yeah. You know. Okay. And The Force Awakens is coming soon. Uh, the uh, the yeah. Force Awakens very soon. Yeah. If we keep talking, The Force, the Force Awakens reaches will happen. Around. Right. By the, you know, who, by the time we finish that recording. Spaghetti Western director? Ennio Morricone. Yeah. So what if he did The Force Awakens? Well, here's oh. the thing. Here's the thing. He did the audio. Well, he did the, he did the compositions for The Hateful Eight. And no shit. Yes. Let me tell you. Oh my fucking dear God. Because it's, it gets better. It gets better. So, uh, Quentin Tarantino wanted Neil Morricone to do the, uh, compositions for hateful eight, but he's like, no, I don't have time. I'm doing this other thing. He's like, is there any way you can squeeze this in? He's like, well, I'll tell you what, I have these partial projects that I've been working on that I was going to use when I was working with John Carpenter for the thing. And so I did them in orchestral. I did these things. And then I did synthesizer work um, for John Carpenter because I know that was his style. And John Carpenter only used one of my synthesizer things for the thing. Wow. So here are the wow. other audios orchestrally that I created that he never used. So technically they're kind of new. So why don't you see if we can fit them into uh, the Hateful Eight? Wow. And then they started working on the Hateful Eight and he's like, oh, wait, wait, no, I'm going to add this too. No, wait, 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 I'm going to do this. And, and Neil Marconi kept wow. tweaking things and making it fit and doing more and more and more and getting really excited about the project. So Neil Marconi is all over the Hateful Eight. And that's awesome. another reason to be excited about the film. I could cut glass <laughs> right now because my dime, my nipples are diamond hard. Yeah, that's yeah. that's sweet. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that dun, one. Dun, dun. <laughs> we should go. And do oh, for sure. I just don't know where to go because it's it's you got to see it in 70 millimeter and not. Like many movie theaters cannot do seventy millimeter, and they're they're running around with cameras and tutorials and trying to get theaters ready to do it because he was really going for that. Um, what is the spaghetti western? Um, the the one that we're always talking about. Oh, good, the bad. What, once upon a time. Once in the upon world. a time in the okay, west. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's the same film that Vince Gilligan was. A, totally excited about when he started breaking bad once upon a time in the west was like a goal for breaking oh, really? bad really yeah wow. yeah he no really wanted to go for that yeah and in an interview that i was just listening to he was talking about how he was going for that big landscape but he also wanted to do some shaky uh a little bit of shaky camera um but that was based on a different artist not um you know what i loved about yeah. once upon a time in the west yeah. honestly is that it's like you see evil close up 
in the harsh light of day. It's not like it's masked. Yeah. It's not like it's dark. It's like, oh, just fucking yeah. suck it, it and, in. And it, it comes across as it could be a 2015 movie. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't man. necessarily look like it's an older movie. No. Except until you realize, no. well, you know, this actor's been dead yeah. for quite a few years. But yeah. Yeah. I think you uh, need a real craftsman. I, I think. I think Quentin can do it, but the problem with Once Upon a Time in the West is the pacing, and I, I just don't think modern viewers can handle it. Well, and, fuck them! Yeah! Well, <clears throat> I think that's the wrong <laughs> attitude. I think that... I think that oh, there's, you think it's the wrong attitude? Look, I think there's let a me way just say that you this can about that. do it. You know, it's kind of like watching trailers from 1980s. You can't uh-huh. watch a trailer from 1980s and get the same feeling for a film. I, even trailer pacing changes, so I just... A great film is a great film, and I'm not detracting from a great film. I'm just saying that if you're going to make a movie like that nowadays, yeah. you've got to cut corners in what? a certain way to emphasize I, I, I it. I guess my impression of Once Upon a Time in the West really was that this could be a modern film. And, and so I guess I would disagree with you. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's not a mainstream pop pop bubblegum modern film. It's absolutely beautiful. But... I, I th- I'm not hating on I it think at all. I love no, that movie. No, no, no. But, yeah, but <laughs> I, I think if someone, if it wasn't made, whatever year it was mm-hmm. made, and it was made in 2015, I think it's a movie that would have done really well in like the Sundance Cinema chain, you yeah. know, yeah. art cinema. Because now there's a stuff. venue for yeah. that where yeah. you can yeah. watch a movie that that actually. Because I mean, I think the thing is, is that look. I mean, that's what I was kind of saying about the Marvel films and everything. Yeah. There, there's just become this this milieu where anybody can go to it, hasn't read a single fucking comic book, hasn't read a book, hasn't doesn't know anything about whatever, and they just plunk their ass down and they watch this and they say, oh, well, okay, you've dumbed it down enough that I, I can just watch this and I can be entertained. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I don't yeah. mean that there's anything wrong with that. I enjoy that. that sometimes. But it's kind of like why can't Tarkovsky. You... Like Tarkovsky and some of the great Russian films are really slow-paced and beautiful. But even in the 90s, I couldn't see my friend sitting down and wanting to watch a Tarkovsky film. Because who the fuck has four hours to watch Andrei Lubliev or some of these other you know, films? It's like, you know, they're... They're costly in the time perspective, but they're goddamn beautiful. They're awesome. And Look, Once Upon the Time in the West is another film that's very long but very beautiful, and it takes its time and spreads itself out. I just, I, I'm just saying the pacing of the modern we're, audience we're is talking, a little different. We're talking about movies, and, yes. and the fact of the matter is, is there are books that have gone on for centuries that do take more than just a couple of hours to read. Certainly, some. A yeah. lifetime to understand. Yeah, and a lot of like, people read them. Exactly. Right. Like, I, like, okay, one of the thinnest books, but my, one of my favorite books that I've ever read are The Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Mm-hmm. Roman Emperor, Stoic. You read that book, and, I mean, I've read that book through, you know, several decades of my life, and I find something fucking different in it every goddamn time. Mm-hmm. But it's a really thin book, <laughs> you know, where, whereas you, you can you can read something like Anna Karenina or um, Notes from, from Underground. The point is, look, 
Sometimes you just have to take the fucking time. Right. Right. Sometimes you yeah. just have to have the fucking focus. <laughs> and if if I hear one more person talk about it seems kind of long, well, I don't know if well, I can focus on it enough. Well, yeah. fuck you. Well, yeah, pro- that's your problem. Not, yeah, it's not like oh, well, Bluto, I don't know if I can follow you. Well, fuck you. <laughs> well, Sputnik, you know I'm not complaining about that. You know that I'm not seeing that. I mean. I love this movie, and I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not complaining about. No, length but I'm at not all. talking to you, Victor, and I'm not talking to you, <clears> Tor. <throat> right. I'm talking to our yeah. listeners who are just like, oh well, I don't know. <laughs> I, if if I can't just swipe left, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do. Well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. Yeah, I don't you're know if it's necessarily our listeners. Down. It might be our listener's stupid friend that's like that. Kind all of. right, but there are yeah, let's go like, with that. Our <laughs> listener's like stupid friend. Cinematech. Yeah. Cinematech does a great job showing us great films. And you know what his name is? Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Let's from now on. Let's just talk about Todd. Friggin' Todd. <laughs> Fuck you, Todd. <laughs> Have you watched The Last Man on Earth? You've been watching yes. that show. That's that's so fun. That's so fun. Friggin' Todd. Fits and moments. I've seen that. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. But you know yeah. that that's what it really comes down to. It's like, look, mm. if if you want to really experience the the truly beautiful, worthwhile things of life. You can't you can't just sit there and say, "Well, <laughs> I saw I saw it on YouTube. I I I Snapchatted. I I yeah. tweeted. I yeah. blah, blah blah blah." No, I don't want to push your buttons at all because <laughs> you're not pushing my buttons, and <laughs> no, I'm but, not but, making fun of millennials. Okay, I am. Yeah, I know. But but let me let me tell you this other scary fact. <laughs> this other scary fact. Not only are there people who are cord cutters who just don't have like you know cable television and they're cutting the cord and they're using Netflix to supplant. There's also non-corders. There's this new generation of people that have never had cable at all and don't even have Netflix, and everything they consume is consumed through YouTube. YouTube. So, so tell me we're not heading toward an idiocracy when <laughs> the only thing people ever watch, ever, right. is on YouTube, because that is a goddamn idiocracy. You know, Starbucks is offering half <laughs> off on gentlemen's lattes. You like gentlemen's lattes, too? <laughs> We should hang out. (laughs) You like money? Yeah, it's like, let's see. I like money, too. I'm going to watch some YouTube before bed. Do I want to look at people getting kicked in the balls, or do I want to look at cat videos tonight? Yeah, I love your show. But there are whole, like, look at Reddit. There's whole subreddits devoted to different video genres. Like, you can easily go through 30-second videos for hours and oh, kill yeah. the same amount of time it would take to watch something wonderful you know like uh you know the yeah. once upon a time in the west it's 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 strange yeah. but it's a cultural it's a cultural shift that i think there's there should be some kind of thesis novel not novel but <clears throat> there should be something written about this because i find it fascinating culturally because i feel like and and i know i'm an old guy now because i feel like it's a do cultural you, do decline you, do you feel like an old guy now of course i do you know cuz that's funny because of i course. remember you mocking me on several occasions going oh well do you have that because oh i'm old <laughs> <laughs> You know I don't care about that kind of shit. I know, I know, I'm <laughs> but, shit. Yeah. But I feel like that too because it's it's it, things are shifting in a way that I don't exactly understand, and I, right. and I think it's we more toward credit. frivolity. We we should, uh, <laughs> you know, like maybe find a guide, a younger guide. <laughs> We we have that, yeah. but I don't know if I want to wander in that wilderness <laughs> because <laughs> it seems kind of boring and PewDiePie-ish, if you want my honest opinion. <laughs> wow. You know what? I, I feel exactly the same way. 
So, all right, <laughs> just just to maybe end tour. this whole thing on no, a, tour, on a tour. Are we going to end it? I don't know if we're going to end this. No, I don't know if we're going to end it, actually, If we either, keep talking, then The Force I, Awakens I, will open. I, I have to get this off my chest. <laughs> Go! Uh, <laughs> 70 millimeter film. Yeah. yeah. That's like the, the 120 film of movies. You're right, man. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you uh, explain Every further? fucking <laughs> Grindhouse <laughs> movie I ever saw was 70 millimeter. Oh, oh, I bet he shot a bunch on 35 millimeter. That couldn't have been 70 not, millimeter. Yeah, not, no. Not, Quentin Tarantino, yeah. but I mean, like Grindhouse movie. No, Grindhouse is shot almost exclusively on 35 millimeter, if not 16 they couldn't millimeter. Afford it. Yeah, 70 millimeter, that's like IMAX. No, you're right. It was 35 stuff. millimeter. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. like Olga She Wolf for the SS. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> listeners, look that one that up. Been 35 oh, come what on. What's the name of that one again? But uh, uh, Olga no, She Wolf. 70 for the millimeter, SS. that's, that's like SS? your super duper high def uh, <laughs> resolution. That's, you know. Hasselblad uh, lenses type stuff, right? Ooh. Which I believe they used in The Force Awakens. <laughs> Hasselblad. Tor, <laughs> that was annoying. Wow. You guys, hey. Oh, my God. We, we I knew it would get down to this. We I mean, did, we did a, that we microphone. Did <laughs> we did a whole show on 120 film. It was yes. episode yes, 120. It was episode 120. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait till episode 170. <laughs> one, one's, uh, and that's not that far off. No, it's like it's five episodes off. Yeah, no, I one seventy. One seventy. That's nothing. Okay. That could be anything. Sure. But the episode six forty five. Just wait. All right. Yeah, wait for that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am really pumped about the Star Wars movie and Batman versus Superman and. Hoping it's all good. I'm hoping it's all good. I'm not really worried. You know, I've been doing a lot of biking, um, you know, mainly because it's been warm. But, you know, even in the snow, I think I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as long as I'm on the bike, I'm, I feel actually pretty good. Yeah. Even though I'm in the northern latitudes for now. I don't know that we'll actually ever sell our home in Scotty Nation. I would. I think. I think we'd always. Myself and Mrs. Sputnik would always like to have a place to go to, in Scotty Nation. It'd be your northern cottage. It would be in our, our northern cottage, but but yeah, uh, you know, I do love lizards. <laughs> <laughs> so you might go hang out with Walter White and well. I what do love the desert. Of, I do have, yeah. have fucking a cottage love the up desert. here and call it the Birch Society or something. Yeah, you know, it's just. <laughs> I do, I do, I yeah. do like Wisconsin. I mean, it's um. Right now, I feel like I have to wait out this Walker period. Yeah, you it'll, know, it'll end. It'll end. We just got to get past this. Oh, I mean, you talk about idiocracy. It's not, you know, fascism actually was fairly well coordinated. Scott Walker is not. It's just. No, did you hear Ted, Ted Cruz is uh, trying to get his supporters yes. to pay off uh, yes. Scott Walker's ninety thousand right. dollar debt? Really? It's ninety thousand, right? I mean, that's not a lot, you know, in wow. politics. But yeah, he's trying to get his yeah. supporters to pay, and and that signs that if <clears throat> something goes wrong with Donald Trump and Ben Carson and all that, Ben Carson, if he falls asleep, um, <laughs> if Ted Cruz runs, button. then that would mean that 
uh, Scott Walker would be a likely, you know, VP candidate. Yeah. I mean, he's vapid enough to be a VP candidate for anybody. So at any minute, the guy could disappear. But that's that's the kind of yeah. guy that you know you think, oh yeah, VP. Well, who cares? But all right. Yeah, you're here's, right. You're right. There's, there's reasons to care. Here's two VPs that have changed history. Andrew Johnson. Remember? Yes. Yep. Uh huh. After Lincoln. Yep. Totally fucked up the Reconstruction. Yeah. Number two. I hope it's Dick Cheney. No. It's number three. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Number two, Teddy Roosevelt after McKinley was assassinated. Oh, yeah. Ooh, fuck that way up. Number three, Dick Cheney. Oh, no. I'm actually more powerful than the president. I have a man size safe. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm yeah. neither legislative <laughs> nor. Yeah. And, and Walker's indicated he might run for another term as governor. But I, I, I think he's just indicating that to maintain his power in case he gets asked to be VP. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's plus. I would agree. Plus, yeah. he can then fundraise to help pay sure. off his debt. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, yep. He can use and all that's, that fund that's to pay the off whole thing. On really. the other hand, he might be so mentally uh, in love with himself or think he's so special that thinks he should run for governor again. It's mm-hmm. hard to know. I believe you're saying narcissistic jerk off. Yeah. 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 Self-love. Yeah. Or self-radicalization. It's kind of the same thing. Self-radicalization. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's Ted Cruz. I'm radical. <laughs> I saw a nine-year-old radicalized Muslim girl. And it was on a surfboard <laughs> held by her mom. <laughs> I thought that was the cutest thing ever. Speaking of surfboards, <laughs> what do you think about these exploding flaming batteries on the hoverboards? That's awesome. Oh, no. That's I weird. love that. That's, That's weird. Fucking... No, think about it, though. They're I mean, under a lot of load or something? I mean, well, why wouldn't on. you have figured they, that out? They f- because they fucking and pounded it out. Can we not call it a fucking hoverboard? Because that's ridiculous. They're not hovering. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's essentially... Um, a two-wheeled board. It's um, a handleless Segway. There's so yeah, many different it's a terms. Segway, yeah. That don't oh, take advantage of Back yeah. to the Future. But you, you, you've you've put it all into this yeah, tiny slice, yeah. and you've got this like <clears throat> NiCad battery that's just like sucking in power like screaming. a cocksucker. And yeah. yeah, and it's just blowing uh-huh. up. That makes sense. So I mean, yeah. somebody's got this like, ooh, I'm going to give this to Junior, and it's under the tree. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as Victor was saying, I'm sure we can enjoy some YouTube videos of this in the future. I <laughs> I look forward to that. Yeah. I do. Hoverboards. Uh, I mean, you know, what the fuck? Well, First makes, of all, segways yeah. piss me off. You know, and I've talked about this before. It makes sense, though. It, no, it doesn't fucking make sense. It makes sense. It's another way to ride around on something. People love riding around on stuff. I love riding around on stuff, but I'm not going to pay seven thousand dollars for a fucking Segway, and I'm not going to pay. It's three fifty. Three hundred and fifty dollars for Shibu- a Segway. I was in Sheboygan no. recently. Three fifty in Sheboygan. I still wouldn't buy one. That's that's <laughs> the middle of the thumb. Yeah. of the mitt. Yeah, the dark yeah. mitt. And if you watch that '70s show, there's an episode where uh, I think uh, oh, Point who, Place. Who, yeah, and they're in Point Place, and and, and who's the neighbor? Uh, Bob. Bob. Bob is saying to Red, I think the evil from Sheboygan is bleeding over. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so something like that. I mean, it's just classic Wisconsin. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know, but but 
the thing is, is that airlines won't even allow them on the planes now because it's they don't know whether it's the charger. But in the UK, they've actually like tested several of these. They said eighty eight percent of them just burst into fucking flame. Mm. Wow. Well, it would make sense. I mean. On an airline, I mean, that's an ICAD battery. I mean, that would be more dangerous than, like, an apple juice thing. Yeah, but if, you, if you're trying to go to an electric car yeah. economy and you, you rush into production, something, oh, it's rapid charging mm-hmm. and it's small. And, oh, you know what? It, it I mean, what are you, GM? You know, because GM, that was one of the things <laughs> they did this year. You know, the, all those ignitions that, you know, burn people alive, you know, because it started their vehicles on fire. Okay. Yeah, the government just paid off on that. All right, we're looking wow. for the high note here, people. Oh, yeah, you're high right. Note. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, note. I forgot high about note. that. High note. Uh, Sorry. See, exploding hoverboards. Any, any high notes? <laughs> yeah. Sure it wasn't lithium batteries? or the, You know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. What, are you like anyway. a fact checker? I. <laughs> <laughs> a I will come across checker. this table. Happy notes, uh, yeah. No, no accident, no uh, mistakes. Only happy accident. Happy, yeah. Well, right. there's a water main burst today. I, I saw in on Regent Street, but uh, I'm still looking for happy notes. Uh, <laughs> okay, we have none. We have none. Yeah. Wow. You know what? <laughs> happy no. sacred baby festival I, from. Scotty fucking nation. I think the three of us are happy right now. I think we are happy. I yes. am happy. Yeah. You know what? Tank Riot is together and stronger now than they ever have been. And let me just say this. 2016 and onward, you're going to need us more than you ever have before. <laughs> so just suck it the fuck oh. up. <laughs> I'm going to play Scott and Mike's Hammond Organ Night Band tonight. If you're in... Tropical Madison, Wisconsin, you need to go to Tempest Oyster Bar. Yeah, that's right. You need to go to Tempest Oyster <laughs> Bar. Because these guys used to play at the Avenue Bar, which is now gone. You guys what? remember the Avenue Bar? I thought they remodeled it and reopened it. Yeah, now it's a it's a hipster place that is shitty. Is uh, it still the Avenue Bar? I, n- it probably. Oh, I've but never it's not been the same. No, what did you say? It's a Tempest Oyster Bar? Oh. Tempest Oyster Bar. Yep. Okay. Isn't that a euphemism for pussy? Probably. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> but uh, these guys are awesome. Scott Beardsley is an awesome drummer. Scott Beardsley? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just, Scott Beardsley. The pussy. It, it must just flow. Oh, God. It so, just keeps going. Right. So Mike Camilleri is the organ player, and he plays a Hammond organ. The organ player? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the is organ. It a, is it a Hammond B three? <laughs> exactly. B three. So, so he plays in <clears throat> he plays in an organ trio, and he is also plays in the B three or the C three. God the damn it, you guys! <laughs> I don't know. I wish <laughs> you would just get to the fucking point, Victor. <laughs> no, 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 you see the advantage with the Hammond C three is it had a, a, a you oh, know a, a big board, so the congregation so it couldn't see up the organists. That's as what you That's said. right. But the B three yeah. is more your class. <laughs> the B three is more portable, good for touring. Exactly. Paul yeah. Schaefer. Yeah. Yeah. I currently don't know what right. Mike Camilleri's playing. Yeah. I won't ask him either. It's, it's probably, probably a B3. Probably a B3. Yeah, it's, but it's he's more really portable. great and it sounds yeah. awesome. And it's lounge music like you you'll hear it. It's I'm Dreaming of White Christmas. They just released this for the holiday well, as, Victor, a, I, as a fun I, I thing. I couldn't help but notice that you're under the mistletoe. So I'm, I'm going to twist. No! <laughs> 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 that burned a little bit. <laughs> Oh. All right, let's go with that. Hey, 
Happy Sacred Baby Festival. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy 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 Boxing Day. Norway has trolls. It does. Go watch uh, Trolls. That's a good film. Troll Hunters. Troll Hunters. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good one. So does Mount Horeb. (laughs) True. Well, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll be back in 2016. Who's a good John Connor? Who's a good John Connor? (laughs) This is John Connor. Oh, we needed that. Wisconsin made. Badger Market does not make cocktails. Happy holidays from Scott and Mike.
Who's gonna Who's gonna intro? Um, should we let Sputnik or should we intro? Oh, should, I, should we pretend Sputnik's not here? Yeah, <laughs> he didn't show because he's a dick. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can intro. Hey, okay. have you have you heard that commercial? It, they've been playing it for like fifty years, but it's a Pizza Pit commercial. It's a Wonderful Slice, and they got that guy doing um, Jimmy Stewart, you know, from It's a Wonderful Life, and he goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, gee, uh, Rocky Rococo, and <laughs> golly." <laughs> Teacher says every time a bell rings, a pizza gets cheese. That's right. That's right. Mary. Mary. (laughs) You know, I've never seen that movie all the way through. I have. It's quite good. Uh, I was surprised by the middle of it. I'm like, I've never seen this swimming pool part. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I was like, I finally did. Yeah. Yeah. Just recently. But I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's always, you Mm -hmm. catch it on TV at some point. Yeah. And, Make it diverted before the end. You know what's kind of what's kind of fun. Well, you know what? Do you want to just do the fucking thing? 